Oh yeah, the tea is poured. And with that, welcome back to another episode of Controls and Couches. I am one half of the tea for Metal Chicken. And I am Steph. And <laughs> yes, so as you've uh, probably... Hello. Hello. As you've probably heard, we are, we are back. Uh, uh, if you hear any popping noises, that's literally our oven. Because yes. we put... Um, I'm making some pumpkin pasta tonight. And it's going to take a while to cook yeah, so these pumpkins. To the, so listen to the comforting, comfort, comforting sounds of the pumpkin popping. popping. Yeah. Pumpkin, pop, the popping because pumpkins. The pumpkins, I think, are really fresh, the ones you bought today. Yeah, very so fresh. There's a lot of water content. They have a high water content for the pumpkins. So, yes. Um, so what's, uh, you know, cracking on the good news week? Nothing too much, really. Um, we have a big bumper episode today. Yep, yep. So we're going to swap some normal other things around because we don't want to make you guys wait too long. Yep. But um, no, nothing much. Um, let's see. The weather though, the weather has been insane. It went from being mid-20s, late-20s to overnight. I think it was like within three hours, wasn't it? Yeah. It went from 27 degrees, full sun, humidity, to suddenly torrential downpour. It's and been great. I think it was 16, 17 degrees. On Sunday, and then there was daylight savings. And, you know, that was all... The whole daylight savings thing is just... If the cows in Queensland get confused, imagine how, yeah. <laughs> imagine how I feel. Oh, my gosh. They'd be like, oh, I can't <laughs> deal with this. Oh, no, it's serious. The farmers can't do it. Right. Because the cows don't like it. They Their whole lives are used to a certain time. You Routine. Can't, they, can't, yeah. they can't do it. Poor cows. You know what? But they don't know what time is. No, they do. It, because it's like going to the toilet at a specific oh, time. Oh, no, they have no routine at that time. So essentially when... like you, When they need to be milked, they need to be milked, dude. You know how painful it is? They don't wait. They've been, no, they have to go. They've been essentially domesticated to the point where that's... That's what, it. You have to do it. I, I think they're going to shock, yeah. is what I've heard before. But I'm yep. an idiot and I wouldn't know. So it's just crazy. Do you know the daylight saving started? Especially in Australia. Because... That's when kids would be on school holidays. Uh-huh. And on farms, that's when they... Because like it was harvesting time yeah. or um, planting time. And you have to get everything done before summer. So the families would need their kids as labour. Yep. And so on and so forth. And that's why Australia was so big behind the daylight savings thing. But we don't need... We don't need now. No, it's just... It's sort of uh, backward policy. And then everyone's like, oh, but the days will be longer. And then you go, well, actually, the days will be longer anyway because we're closer to the sun. Yeah, and if we get any closer to the sun, we'd just burn up to a crisp. Well, let's see how we go, because global warming's getting there, to yeah, be honest. it certainly is. But um, also getting there, I'm not minding these um, wearing of masks and stuff. I know people are losing their shit over it, but I'm like, meh, did you know that the incidence of the general you know, flu and influenza and stuff has dropped <laughs> like off the map nearly? So yeah, what, does that say? what does that no, say? No, I... Um, honestly think that once we return to a COVID normal and say that I have to commute back into from from uni next year, I think I will just wear a mask regardless. And so here's the thing too. You look at some sort of different parts of the world, the ones that use masks and social distancing as part of their culture. Also, look at the, the level... Japan. Of Japan. What's Japan's COVID rates like? Really low. Really, really low. Because they all practice social distancing. They all wear masks. But also, too, look at China, 
Where at most, the whole country had at one time 853 cases. Like, the highest case on a day was 853. And for Japan? For, no, for Japan as a whole. Yeah, that is really, really In total, 86,540. And how many millions of people is that? Like, what percentage of the population is that? Like, what is it, like 0.83 or something? I don't know, um, something crazy. Hold on, let me do that. Yeah. Population of Japan... Uh, so, 126.5 million as two years ago. Yeah. Uh, so let's just do the crude... Crude math? Yeah, sorry. Give me two seconds oh, as I <laughs> chuck this. I didn't have my calculator with me. I should have brought it. I didn't know I, didn't know I was mathing. <laughs> All the math on the fly. Literally on the fly. Oh, did you, did you, did you, did you? Sorry. All good. All right, okay, and then okay. times that by hundred. Or no, it's, is it times by hundred? No, hold on. yeah, That's times by hundred to get a percentage. Yeah. See, I was right. So, how many were infected? Um, I did it already. So that's no, that, that's not right. So it was like what? How many? Sorry, it was eighty-five thousand. So eight six five four zero. Eight six five. For zero. Zero, zero. Divide that by... 126. 126.5. 126.5. 126.5. It's a good number. Yeah. Is... And then times it by 100? Yeah. It is four point. This is approximate. Yeah. Four point. Well, actually, no. It's point zero 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 four. Actually, no. Point zero 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 four. It's four point four five times ten to the neg four. And does Japan have an aging population? Yes. Too, because if so, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Not that any loss or any. You know, case is acceptable. Yeah. But I'm just saying, but four point... statistically, as a population, you know, if we're talking about epidemiology, yeah, that's really good. But to have it at like four point, say, we'll say yeah. four point four six times ten to the next four, as opposed to America. Let's, let's go... not even talk about no, those fudge need... numbers. Okay. Uh, fudge numbers look at Australia. Anyway. We'll go Australia. Let's just do the US. Hang on. I'll, I'll do the I'll population. Do the Austra... I'll do the Australia. No, no, no. Hang on. Of... We'll just do America because they're the worst. We, yeah. we don't talk about a show. I don't want to think about us. It's <laughs> Victoria. Right? Yeah, funny. Um, COVID cases, USA. All right, so. So America has 7.53 million. Shit. Okay. Divide so, that by. So seven. Sorry, I'll, I'll just clear that, this. Yeah. This is the fun part. So. Seven. Seven. Five, three, zero. Zero, zero, zero. So they got. 70, uh, 7. 7.53 million yeah. cases divided by 328. Two divided by 328. 328. 328. 200. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000. 000
Okay, so that's approximately 2.29. Or, yeah, so 2.29. Even Valky's alarmed. So you've gone from, well, Japan. They are, that's, so that's, well, to the neg four. Yeah. So point zero 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 yeah. four. Yeah. This is two point two nine. Yeah. That that's is... factors of several factors of the thousand yeah, difference. That's, that's huge. Um <laughs> So I, I shouldn't even be laughing. I'm so sorry. I if you don't laugh you cry. But see it's a terrible if, situation. The, okay, there's gonna be people who listen, obviously, you know, decimal places and everything. They mean a massive difference in population studies yeah, of course. they're huge yeah. but to look at this the incidence that is you know even if you doubled the japanese population to compare it with the american it's still out still out by, by well you think about it america has 7.53 million cases cases right? but i'm just talking about in terms of population and size. When you double even it, if you did it to compare it in terms of if japan had yeah. twice so as many even if it got citizens. up into that triple they've still got a lower incidence yes. they'd only be around 160,000 exactly. 160,000 cases yeah that's why what i'm saying anyway so, it's a shit situation and you know what the thing about japan is when this hit they followed everything their government put in place. They literally... And did they question? No. no. Did they have stupid fucking Karen? No, they Karen's did not. Being, oh, gee, I told you anyway that Karen's suddenly moving to... Oh, I've done all of Brighton. And then uh, good old... What's his name? Dan the man was like, I don't care. I'd rather you be bored of walking around your streets than in an intensive care unit. And now she's moving to Queensland. Yeah. But also, too, I mean, back to, like, moving and shit, Bushido, <laughs> the warrior's code, look at part of that, and it's essentially, um, you know, the way, um, and it originates from the samurai moral values, but essentially what it focuses on is just a combination of loyalty, martial arts, sincerity, frugality, and essentially they, and essentially honour, honour is the big thing. And this is essentially how they build their life. So very, very spec respectful. They have um, like the Shogun, like the Shogunate. But you look at dynasties. You look at these dynasties. They've risen and they've fallen. But you look at things that can happen. They've learned from it. They've got things in place to deal with this. Look at Russia. Remember how they had the sarin gas attacks on the trains? Things just happen. However viruses are random chance to a degree because once it's circulating throughout the population it's random chance you can't, you can't control it was so, that like i was talking to my mom about this and she was like do you ever think that it will go away even if they gave us a vaccine and i said to her statistically mum, i don't think so because we already know it's mutating not everyone's going to get no. the vaccine so there's going to be gaps in herd immunity and it will just be another Influenza. Yeah, it'll... Like another, what they call it, coronavirus that circulates, like you said, during winter. Yeah. And the other thing too is with viruses within the population, a lot of the time we don't even... We won't even notice them. However, when you get them, you know about them. And this year's been good. Like, 
flu-wise, I've been great. I did the other day because you mowed the lawns, and when we cleaned out Hay the house, we the opened the door, and oh. oh my, it wasn't terrible, but it was noticeable. Like hay fever-wise, it's horrible because being indoors so much, you, all the pollen's around. And like around. we've got our purifiers, everything's kind yeah. of like. And see, I'm here sneezing and everything at work like crazy, and people are looking at me funny, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, you've got corona. It's like, no, turn around, eyes half swollen. No, I have allergies. There's a big difference. Oh, you, you've got corona. No, I, I, I'll go home and work. I'll go I, home. I will happily go home and work. But <laughs> it's just, uh, obviously, this is going to be the, the talk of the civilization, civilization at the moment. <laughs> but we, there was this funny one where there was a hot day. It got close to 30, and suddenly hundreds of people are down at the beach. Oh, let's not even talk about the St. Kilda what, Beach fiasco. Why, why would you bother? It's As much as it's hot, just deal with it. Stay indoors. Like, just ride you it out. You know when you're going to be feeling hot when you're boiling with a fever because you have COVID? And here's the thing, um, look at it from, okay, social distancing, we've got lockdowns, this sort of stuff. Um, I overheard someone uh, just in the street talking about how this is the hardest thing, you know, that the world has ever had to deal with I'm together. Sorry, have you heard of the depression? Yeah, so depression, have you I don't heard know, about, World War One, World War II. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, the Black Plague? The Black Plague, uh, things like that. And as I used as an example and said, oh, you know, it's so hard. I can't watch the footy. And then I said, well... People have gone to war to die, to die and not for ca- you to watch footy. Yeah, to watch footy. Imagine going and home at night. And drink VB. Classic example, Britain. Imagine being in your house, an air raid siren goes off. Now, I'm not comparing coronavirus to war, just to no, clarify. No, someone actually did in terms of, um, you know how they had to black out their windows? Yeah, black everything and out. And someone was like, so imagine saying to your next door neighbour... I'm not going to black out my windows because if you black out your windows, I should be safe. Yeah, which is stupid. That's not what you do. No. It's, you know, stupid. And And like they're comparing it to coronavirus in terms of saying, if you're social distancing and you're staying at home, then I should be fine because if you don't get sick, then I won't get sick. If you don't get bombed, I won't get bombed. And I mean, especially, okay, corona. Think of it this way. You don't know whether someone has it. You don't. And even if you do, still, idiots are still carrying on as if they don't. Yeah. And essentially, you look at things like, obviously, you know, I'm very interested in, you know, history and, you know, wars and battle just because technology, the evolution and, you know, energy crisis, all that sort of stuff. But, okay, these guys aren't able to watch footy. You can't go play golf can't do this socializing you can't go to the gym blah 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 imagine sitting in your house with an air raid siren going off between 1940 to 1941 and you've got bombers literally pounding the city imagine what that shell shock would have been like like crazy, like crazy amounts. But that's what our generation, like obviously I'm not saying what we have is anywhere comparable to what people growing up during the war had to deal with. Yeah. But our gen, like people who are middle-aged now um, or have the, like uh, independent enough to do shit for themselves, like late teens to onwards, everyone's going to be a hoarder now. Everyone's going to think, um, I need to have my own supply of stuff. At Doomsday Preppers. That's what everyone's going to do. Also, here's another interesting thing. Um, obviously, you know, pre-war, post-war and everything. Um, 
over in, um, you know, when Germany invaded Poland, um, that was September 1st, um, on the 10th of August in 1939, in London, what they actually did was held a trial blackout. And essentially what it was, the blackout began at sunset and the lights were not allowed after dark. Now, could you imagine that telling, carried on for six years. Could you imagine telling the, the freaking idiots now, you need to have your lights off? Yeah, and you know what? That was worse than rationing. Could you imagine telling people now? They couldn't deal with it. They could not deal with it. We go through summers and people are told, you know, you need to think about where the power is being distributed to. It has to be given to the people that have a higher um, ratio of elderly people, like their higher priority and shopping centres and um, hospital grids and that kind of thing. And people are like, oh my God, but I need to have, you know, all the lights on in my house. Yeah. I need to have my shit happening and burning and my ovens on and... You know, and my aircon blasting. No, think yeah. about other bloody people. And here's the thing. But anyway, dude, we need to. Yeah, sorry. Get but back to the. The point. main thing is people are idiots and idiots. selfish. Like it's it's, you know, easily managed. You just gotta. It needs to dissipate. Yeah. Okay. And that's it. All right. Talking about dissipating, um, we all know that uh, not so good old Donald Trump is ill, and um, I sent you a video of him. He did a release that was allegedly oh, supposed was... to be in his presidential suite in the yeah. uh, hospital, but it really wasn't. It was in his office, and he recorded that before he went to hospital, and they released it afterwards, yep. and they edited out all his coughs and stuff. Now, there's this, as you know, oh, no, I'm very big on the TikTok. I've, I watch a lot of stuff. There's this teenager. She's 15 years old. Her name is Claudia Conway. And she is actually the daughter of Kelly Conway, who is the counsellor to Donald Trump, uh. right? She is one of the people that the president got infected. Oh, joy. So this woman, she went home after that meeting he held, yep. right? Uh, and she infected her whole family. Great. And so this girl is on TikTok. She's verified. And she posted so much stuff. Let me just play from the worst. To, just listen to this. Is it correct? I am. I'm doing it right now. My mom had three tests. I'm doing it right now. So she posted. Oh, shit. I probably played them in the wrong order, to be honest. Hang on. Let me do this one. Let me find it. So this is how I'm trying to play in the way that I found it. Does that make sense? I'll go back the way I started. So she's 15 years old. She posted saying that her mother knew she was sick didn't tell her that she knew she was sick Jeez. and her mother got her sick which according to law is child abuse yes right and so she made it she's very big on like she is completely separate to trump she shreds him to shit yeah um and all that stuff so now she's had to change everything saying that her opinions do not affect her mother, oh, her mother, you know, is not feeding her inside information about Donald Trump because she was a whistleblower for a lot of shit. Yeah. So anyway, this girl posts, she had two videos. I'm going to play one of them that I was able to find a repost of. But she posted yesterday, little clarification from my previous posts. My mother claims that she did not lie to me. She had three tests done. First negative, second to positive. We were not in communication. I misinterpreted it. So that's her mother, right? Informing her what to say. Yeah. And then so, um, where we go from here? 
that's when I went to the Guardian's image. You know how I forwarded this to you? And they had the highlight of who was infected yeah. based on if there were the White House in a circle or the Republican senators. Yep. Her mother is this woman here, number two. That's Kelly Conway. Yeah. In that image, sitting directly behind Melania. Yeah. Right? In terms of, because you know how they have no social distancing, social distancing when they were doing the White House Rose Garden interview? Yeah. And so that's what the Guardian set up. Anyway, so Kelly, Kellyanne is her name, but let's call her Kelly. She goes, she posts on Twitter after her daughter released this, these two videos, only one of which I have. And yeah. she goes, Claudia and I are faring well in quarantine. Everyone else is negative. I had three tests on Friday, one negative, saliva, yeah. one POS, rapid, one POS being positive, uh, PCR, most accurate. As soon as doctor confirmed positive, I told my family and then went public. So it's a picture of her cuddling with her daughter. Yeah. Right? So I'm just, sorry, this is just my screenshot. That's her mum there. Yeah. That's her. Um, and then someone's gone, sorry, let me just rewind that before I play it again. Do, 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 do. Sorry. I, I was just madly grabbing everything I possibly could before shit got deleted. Um, and someone goes, I feel like Claudia disagrees. And so this is one of the videos that she made her daughter take down. Disruption? You lied about your fucking mother about COVID? No, Mom. About COVID? It's how I, mis it's how I interpreted, interpreted it. it. You're taping me again? Uh-oh. Uh, right. Cats out of the bag. So people were saying, um, she's obviously been puppeted by her mother. She's obviously in an abusive relationship, like situation, and she's talking in like a code, almost. And so people were obviously because she's Republican. People were like, oh, your daughter, um, you know, our oh, kids are just being kids. Kellyanne, don't stress about it. And people were who are obviously fans of Claudia were like. Your daughter is the most accurate White House journalist we have, and she's being nominated for a Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. Um, and then they were... She was doing other videos. Like, these videos are still up on her TikTok. And they were like... So she was making fun. Um, this one says, My mum two weeks ago, I'll be fine. Masks are stupid. It's outdoors. Talking about that Rose Garden press yep. conference they, they did. And she's like, infects the whole family. I'm not going to play the music because obviously yeah. copyright issues. Um, and then people were like, no, you didn't say anything. You're coming public now because your daughter said something first. And you put your whole family in danger. Um, and so on and so forth. And then people are saying, her TikTok videos are trending on Twitter. You should consider revoking all of her internet access. Um, and shit like that. And then there were, it, and then she's like, my daughter Claudia is beautiful and brilliant. She's access to top doctors in healthcare and lives comfortably. Like all of you, she speculates on social media, yet she's 15. You are adults. We have COVID, but it's clear who's really sick. Oh, jeez. And it's like, yes, you have access to the best healthcare. Like the president in experimental medication yeah, is not yet available. Antibodies. Uh, so yes, you are fine because you're white. And you're privileged. And so she had other, like her other TikToks say, I'm furious, wear your masks, 
don't listen to our idiot fucking president piece of shit protect yourselves and those around you um literally like 10 20 of these and she's like when my lungs hurt and it's hard for me to breathe and she's like singing along to um i'm in pain or like lip syncing along to i'm in pain and she's like my mum coughing all around the house after trump tested positive for covid and it's like that's suspicious yeah. You know, that Cardi B um, sounds that everyone thing. And yeah, so all I'm saying is... <laughs> Shit went south. Yeah. Very much so. All the hell to be had. Shit will literally hit the fan big time. More the question though is, um, what do you reckon is going to happen now? Well, this girl's speculating about Donald Trump as well, in quotation marks. And she was like, he's not doing better. He's just saying he is. Apparently, he's really sick. Oh, that's not good. So, essentially, too, like anything that happens to the president, you know, is going to directly relate to what happens with healthcare now, I suppose. But he's, uh, you know, going to push for some mandate, I suppose. Shit will happen and, you know, more people lose their jobs. One person said... Let her stay, as in Claudia, let Claudia stay mad. People go to jail for knowingly infecting others with HIV. She knowingly infected you with COVID. That's uh, the long short of it. These are people who have no education in epidemiology, biology, biochemistry. You can't speculate on things that you're not qualified to talk about. No. And it doesn't matter if you're inside or yeah. outside. And also too, I see a lot of people walking around with these damn masks on and they don't cover their nose and like, you know, or they go to sneeze and they take the mask off and they put it back on again. I'm like... And you know there are idiots that are eating out in restaurants, whether it be Australia or any other nation like America, and it's like, you idiots, if you're so desperate to eat out, when you're eating, you, you wear your mask... You scoop your food, you take one side of the mask off, shove your food in your fucking fat mouth, put your mask back on. And then carry on. And then do that. And just carry on. But, you know, it is a hard concept for some. People are idiots. True. It's All evolution. Right. Um, one thing before we get into today's main topic. NASA's asking people what you would pack if you had to go to the moon. Cheese. But they could send you cheese. I know, but picking cheese is better. What cheese? Though? And crackers. What cheese? What crackers? Wensleydale. Okay, and what else? Just like, you know, water crackers. Water crackers and Wensleydale. And then when I can get on the moon, I can say, We forgot the crackers, Gromit. We forgot. Would they the... be able to, like, get internet broadcast from the ISS? Hey. The way, at the rate of things at the moment, it's easier to, you know, connect to the ISS than it is to connect two fucking Xboxes in, in a house. We got two... a device delivered today. I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want people hacking our shit and also other random shit in case people... <laughs> but, I don't know, but we got a device today that does really cool shit. And we were talking about the fact that it is easier today 
to connect devices to tune no, it wasn't a television but it's easy that like that's what we were comparing it to because when we grew up with the dinosaurs you had to pay someone to come to your house to tune your television for you install it. right you could install it yourself but to actually tune the television to get get this the actual TV channels instead of pay TV yeah. or YouTube or Netflix or whatever, you had to pay someone to come to connect your television to the um, antenna in your house, even though there's a port, because someone has to tune the television, right? Yep. And manually code all the channels. And literally all I had to do was plug this thing into the port you needed to go into, switch it on, use the app, and that's it. It was done in less than five minutes. It took longer to purchase uh-huh. the item, wait for it to get delivered to the house. And can we just talk how fucking shit delivery is at the moment? Like, it is an absolute joke. Except for JB, store to door. Yeah, everything else They is... are worth the five bucks I pay every single day. Everyone, um, even like bullies, because I subscribe to their emails as well as calls because when all the crazy shit was going down, that was the only way to find out what news was happening in the stores and what stores were doing. And Dusk as well. And they're saying that if you are planning on doing online shopping or shopping it all for Christmas, you need to start now. Yeah. Because shit's going to go down. Also, too, the amount of electronics at the moment in the global population is far exceeding um, my expectations. Um, Also, too, at what point do you realise that technology has overtaken us to the point where I feel as though it is something to do with Skynet and really it's just, you know, the robots have created a, some kind of nanobot that is slowly, like, destroying all organic forms of life. Podcast next week, maybe. I read a book. It's called The Thousand Floor. It's a trilogy. It's YA. Fuck, that would be a lot of stairs. No, because they have elevators. But in the higher you are in society, sure the out. higher up the tower you live. Right. Anyway, so in that futuristic story, um, everyone has, like, contacts, and that's the smartphone. Yeah. Right? So you can text, you can SMS, you can email, you can check the internet and everything, because it's implanted in your eyes. Wow. You don't have to hold anything, do anything, you're always connected, and that's it. At what point would it overload your brain? It doesn't. Imagine like... Because you can turn it on and off. You can do whatever you want to the do. The Neuralink. Imagine getting all the ads. I'm not doing Neuralink. Open your Listen, eyes and suddenly get 500 is, ads for pizza. All I'm saying is something isn't right. No. But... That's you know. all I'm saying. Okay? Yeah. You know the woman and the husband who... He chipped <laughs> for a cupboard in their house and all the doors. And he convinced her to get that chip between like her thumb and forefinger to open everything. That shit I do. Yeah. You'd hate for someone to sever your hand <laughs> to break oh, into your house. Could you imagine? Or like cart your dead body around. Yeah. <laughs> but that's me being an extremist. Um, but apart from, <laughs> apart from that, this shit's pretty cool, I reckon. Very then cool. you'd have to deal with the infection and yeah. how do you get that shit taken? Like it's easy to inject it, but how do you get all that shit taken out of here? But you know the interesting thing, and we're going to use our favourite word for which we have both studied. Uh, CRISPR. Did you know they're actually using CRISPR to use biosynthetic dual-core computers with human cells? This is not good. But see, the thing is, when you do this kind of shit, you need to just work out, you know, will an organic model 
be able to deal with oh, and be dude. a viable oh alternative to... Oh, my God. To... The paper towel roll yeah. just fell and I thought some... See how handy that was? <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, yeah. You so... want to do a quiz today or no? Because yeah. you were real big about me missing the quiz yeah, yeah. the other day. But just quickly, too, oh. um, this is obviously... You look at neurons, for instance. You look at the energy potential that can Really? Go... Have you imaged... Please. Yes. Tell me no. everything you need to know. Start from... No, I was just going to go into Moore's Law. So, essentially... No, no, no. Tell me everything you need <laughs> to know about neurons. I... In fact, tell me how you image neurons. Oh, and then tell me how once you're done imaging them, well, you 3D reconstruct Please tell me everything. Tell me everything you need to know. We use a computer. An action potential arrives... Yeah, we use that. We use a computer at the axon terminal that, that is attached to explain a the camera, events that occur. A camera, and then it takes the pictures and they make it look pretty. But yeah, no, all I was going to go into. Do you know was how long it takes? Fucking ages. To stain those sections, to take those images and make them look pretty. It's just you know stupid. But also too, imagine if they used viruses. To expand energy potentials in a... We can't control viruses as it is today. Electronic or biological. Yeah, but just imagine that. Imagine if that's the next step. How do you get... Well, look at um, bioreactors that use, you know... Kombucha. Kombucha. (laughs) Fucking explosive kombucha. Have you tried it? Uh, I haven't. Did you have to? I broke a bottle. What did it smell like? It was broken. I I don't want to. Someone dropped it on the pavement. I thought, wow, upgrade. Mushroom water. Yes, let's have a nice... It, it would be okay if it was mushroom, buddy. Let's, oh, when you see them making kombucha... The and the big plaque sitting on the top, you just go, oh, this looks yummy. Wow, you could use it as a hat or a bed sheet, maybe. No, no, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> All right, let's carpet. get into the quiz before that to be one stinky rug. <laughs> okay. Get, we'll guess how old you are based on your Halloween plans. Okay, cool. Okay, so who are you going to trick or... Well, well who are you going trick or treating with? One, your friends, uh, my family, my significant other, myself and I. And me. No, I'm not going. That's the thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, trick, well, does trick or treating around the lounge room count? That's what... Literally, I shit you not. That's what Woolworths emailed me. It's like, how to trick or treat at home. <laughs> I, I shit you not. Go round around, hide the pumpkin in the fridge or something. Dude, they're selling carving pumpkins at Woolworths for 10 bucks. I, I shit you not. I'm serious. They emailed me literally at 5.06 this afternoon. Farm, how much do you reckon pumpkin farmers make during... Dude. They would they make, make mint. Do you know that they allegedly, in spring, allow you to plant your, own pumpkin. your pumpkin? Right? And they put a tag on the, the, the stem. Yeah. And then... You can go plant your tree. Wow! For, for Christmas, Christmas. in a separate patch. Now there's a gimmick right there. That is a... apparently they're booked out two or three years in advance. Far right? out. Right. So then they make money doing that. Some of them have cafes or restaurants on the farm, on the ranch, Pumpkin whatever they spice. call it. And then they do Halloween tours. Oh jeez! Right, and they have Halloween mazes. And then they do the whole face painting carnival thing. And they do that for the whole month of October. Yeah, that's crazy. And then they have November off, gear up for Christmas. And then they you can pay them to chop your tree for you. 
or you can go from the 1st to the 10th of December and chop it yourself. Jeez. And guess what? If you chop it yourself, you have to pay to bring your own equipment or you can lease theirs. Oh, bank time. Bank time. And they sell decorations and shit there. <laughs> and you're like, oh, um, you know how they have the stems of the... Sorry, not the stems, but like the roots. You know how some of them are younger and narrow? The trees that don't get sold, what they do is they strip the branches off and they sell it as like f- greenery. Yeah. So you can buy that as well. And they make reindeers out of the trunks. Like little cute woodsy reindeers and shit. And they sell that as well. That's cool. So they make bank on all fronts. Yeah. That's it's like cool. stripping a chicken and selling all the parts. Also, could you imagine taking Daenerys on trick-or-treating? That would be hilarious. She doesn't need a... Uh, she, she's, she's the costume. Anyway, sorry. It, um, it came um, in on a, on a pale horse. <laughs> that its name was Listen, death. you know what we'd do? We'd have to like stash it around the house and have a war... Who could get the items faster? So it'd be me versus you. So I'm gonna go me, myself, and I. Well, I'm gonna say family because obviously everything else is running around as well. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What time are you getting home? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, early enough for me to eat my candy bar binging Netflix. It's uh, like they're uh, Midnight. Once we've sacked all the houses that didn't give us candy. Um, well, see, sacked is very much a medieval term, so obviously we love the medieval era. So I'm assuming once we've sacked all the houses that didn't give us candy. I'm going to go early enough for me to eat my candy while binging Netflix. Mm. Yep. Uh, which candy are you most excited for? Candy corn? We don't even sell that in Australia, do we? Skittles! Skittles! Suckers being lollipops or M&M's? Mm. M&M, M&M, M&M. Mm, M&M's. Um... What are you dressing as? A zombie, a demon, a ghost, a vampire? Vamp. Zombie. <laughs> you wouldn't need to... Look, just rock up as normal. What are you? I'm a zombie. Right. What trick would you... Sorry, what trick would you play on someone who doesn't give you candy? Throw eggs at their... Oof. That's illegal. Throw eggs at their house. Throw toilet paper all over their yard. Scare them. Ding dong ditch them. Uh... After, afterwards, I would ding dong ditch. Days afterwards. See, I've seen people do the, the toilet paper all over the yard thing. And it looks, you know, very craftful. I remember... It looks very craftful, but in Australia it's expensive. Expensive. And um, how many people in Australia... That's how you're going to know who the hoarders of the toilet paper were. So, it'd probably be like ding-dong ditch them. Yeah. And this... now everyone has security footage. Yeah, so... so... you could get charged for harassment. Yeah, you could be done for assault. You could be uh, done for... You know what I'm going to select? Scare them, because I'd go up to the fence line and pretend I had a cough. There we go, done. Achoo! Oh, no! <laughs> um, what are you going to do when you get home? Go to bed, eat food, watch TV, eat candy. I would do three out of those things. Eat candy, eat food, and watch well, TV. Well, food technically is candy. Candy is technically food, so it won't let me select gonna the watch... one between. Eat candy. Uh, watch TV. TV it is. Um, what movie will you watch before bed? Scream, The Mummy, It, Chapters 1 and 2, Ghostbusters. Scream, because I'm re-watching the Netflix series. Ooh. Ghostbusters. What do they grade you? I haven't done it yet. I'm tossing it between It. But Halloween, very much It, 1 and 2. Okay. It. Okay. Yay! You, I've got an old soul. You enjoy Aww. the small things in life and don't really care about what other people Aww, think. Oh, you, you poor retiree. You do, you and the people who are truly your friends will stick with you. Oh, apparently I'm 31 plus. Yeah. Oh, you old retiree. I got 11 to 19. Uh, you're in your age as a teenager, you're slightly moody. <laughs> it's like they know me. You're bathed in... 
You're bathed in stress things. I'm sorry, did my therapist... Did my non-existent therapist write this quiz to expose me? Luckily, you have amazing friends who are super important to you. You like to live in the moment and do fun, exhilarating things. Fantastic. So far. (laughs) No. (laughs) Off, but cheers. That's funny. Okay, dokes. Anything else you want to say? And do not say no. Oh, actually, blah, blah, blah. Or did you know? No, I've been put on time frame today, so... Dude, we were supposed to start the topic 30 minutes ago. Sorry, my bad. Okay, today's going to be a lot of talking. Good. That's what we're now, here for. we can take this two ways. Yeah. I can either talk slow and we can discuss things, or I can... As if there is a department seminar. Department seminar, speak through it. Because you know that I'm going to interrupt. Listen, you've been asking me to cover this for years. Yeah, we'll smash okay? through it. Um... I haven't researched for a podcast episode like this since we did Scientology. True. <laughs> this was a very... Big one. Yeah. Um, there was a lot, and I would like you to know I watched an eight-hour uh, History Channel series that I had to pay nearly $20 to watch. Shit. So I would like all of you to appreciate the amount of hard work I did. The amount of scepticism we're going to have, and we're going to be both sides, so we're going to be like, this is why we think it's possible. Yeah, and it's not scepticism, because that's some kind of aerobic class you do with If you hear this and soaring, that's me trying not to lose my voice. Okay. Alright, today, we're going to be talking about... Things. The Actually, no, why am I doing spooky noises? Well, yeah, why not? It's Halloween, dude. Get it out. Get it out. Do it. And All I right. can't be like, you know, offensive and go, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No. That's very bad if you do No. That. See, I said that I wasn't going to do that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I want to apologize in advance if I get any you or Navajo terms wrong. Yeah. It's not my intention. No. Um, I say this every time. I try to be educated, but ultimately I'm a privileged, privileged stupid, white bitch. Um, I like half potato, half chicken. So, Yes. Bang Feel free to mash. DM us. Chicken bangers and mash. Chicken bangers and mash. So I got tar and feathered. Actually, that would be a really shit way to go. Calm man. down, oil spill. Calm <laughs> down, event hor- not event horizon. What's it called? Horizon. Deep water horizon. Yeah, deep water horizon. <laughs> that was. Rigged. There's a Halloween movie. Yeah, rigged and a half. Oof. Um. So yes, I spent literally a long time. Over a weekend researching this episode. Alright, so first we need to talk about what skinwalkers are. Um, Navajo skinwalkers are cursed humans who can transform into other creatures, but mostly represented as wolves, bears, and birds of prey, for example, like eagles. Stories that the skinwalkers tell us that they are often shaman who cross over to um, the dark side by participating in forbidden rituals that are pretty much summoning evil forces. And this allows them to take the form of different predatory animals. Um, Apparently, the evil forces lure them so much and they're so corrupted by these evil spirits that many shamans remain in their animal form for too long and they eventually lose their humanity, so they have to stay in their animal form. Yeah. Um, And obviously, allegedly, when this happens, they're very dangerous, bloodthirsty and almost like a hybrid. Um, and then, remember when I made us watch that Ghost Adventures Skinwalker Canyon episode? Yeah. They said a different story. And I'm more inclined to listen to 
them because they were actual elders. And remember how they're like real legitimate people. Wouldn't be. Wouldn't be discussing this with you because they believe that talking about it will, uh, in their culture, talking about it will lead you to be either targeted or you to summon it. Yeah. Right? And they also said that um, it's a witch controlling the animal, not that the witch is the animal. Yeah. Right? So there are two versions of this that you can take. But again, I'm a stupid white witch. I am not from the Navajo people. So I'm just telling you the two sides that I've heard. Um, yeah. So again, skinwalkers are something that the Navajo openly, willingly discuss. Um, so the skinwalker curse is something that is also tied onto the property, hence why it's called Skinwalker Ranch. And so basically the story goes that the Ute and the Navajo, although they were neighbouring tribes, when the US government got involved to make sure that their own tribe wasn't hurt by the Americans, what they did was sell out the Navajo people to the US government. So they were killed and captured as slaves and everything horrible that happens to pioneering and raping and pillaging. Yeah. So the um, Ute were, I don't want to say best friends, but they traded with the US government. And uh, they were a lot more friendly than the U.S. government was with the Navajo people. So in retaliation, the Navajo decided to put a curse on the Ute people and their lands. Yeah. Um, and that's where Skinwalker Ranch is located. So by definition, a Skinwalker is a person, usually of Native American origin. Um, so like I said, can transfer into an animal or controls the animal to do whatever they need to do based on their needs. So if the shaman or the person needs to fly long distances, they'll be an eagle. If they need to, like, take down a cow, they'll be a wolf. Yeah. Or a coyote or something like that. Um, and then they generally, once they've carried out their task, will turn back into a wolf. And then just... Pretty much. Um, because of their inhuman bursts of speed... They are nearly impossible to catch and can only be killed if they are mortally injured in the neck region. Mm. Have you heard of zombies? Zombies. Got a, a, the cerebellum there. Yep. The brainstem. Also. So apparently they lurk. They stand outside windows. Uh, they approach people on lonely highways. They can read minds so they know what scares you the most. So they will use that information to instill fear to control their victims. So like, say that I'm scared of a hellhound. They will turn into a hellhound. Which reminds me, I need to get that back. Yeah, me too. Okay. So Skinwalker Ranch. It's kind of like in the northeast corner of Utah. Closer to the Colorado border and um, just under the Wyoming border. Right? So it's like the complete opposite side of the state as Nevada is. Uh, and it's smack bang in the middle of the Unitar and I think it's pronounced Uri um, Reservation. And I've got a ton of images. So the first one here, like, you can go onto Google Maps and if you type in uh, Adamantium, because that was the cover name for the people that currently own it, yeah. Adamantium Skinwalker Ranch, you used to be able to find it on Google. 
Yeah, it's gone. It's now gone. Mm, right? The only way to f- look at it on Google Maps is if you know where it is, so you pinch the map, or you get the coordinates from Wikipedia. And then do it there. Right? So that there is the Google Maps version of it. And then in the show that I wore, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed that I purchased this to watch it because no one else has spoken about it on any podcast, right? It came out this year. It just finished airing a few, like, weeks ago. Um, when I watched the show <laughs> after purchasing... So you know the people that made Ancient Aliens oh, that we were laughing yeah. at? They made this. Oh, gosh. And they think it's so legitimate because they've got this astrophysicist um, working it and the whole scientific... We're going to get into it, but anyway. Wow. They showed this... Can we just talk about how weird that plot of land is, though? It's extremely it's weird. It's like, like Tetris. It is. And what's with the little square up the top? It's literally... That's what I'm saying. So it's like a sealed off L from a Tetris block, right? Yeah. And then there's like a tiny rectangle outside but touching the map. It looks like a reverse, like uh, an F attached to a reverse, like a backwards yeah. F. Like a phase clan, simple, yeah. weird, but... Or like an F holding a Glock on its back. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So, uh, it's located in Unitar County in Utah, Australia. I wish. America. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Dude, we should have saved the coffee for later. Yeah. (laughs) You should have brought it home now. So, um, it's located in the Unitar Basin in northeast Utah. And it's also known as the Sherman Ranch because at one time in the late 80s, early 90s, the Sherman family owned the ranch. It's also known as the UFO Ranch. And I don't know why they kept saying UFO because I thought the convention now was U... Unidentified flying... UFP. Yeah. Unidentified flying phenomena. Yeah. Not unidentified flying object. Yep. But it is what it is. And it's filled with myths and mysteries such as UFPs, aliens cattle mutilations, crop circles, Navajo witches, and skinwalkers. So basically, if there's anything paranormal, like poltergeists, um, apparitions, shit like that, allegedly, that can be observed or experienced oh. on this property. Righto. Yeah. Um, it's only 512 acres. So it's only like a really tiny plot of land. No? I just think it's... It's only a tiny plot of land. I I think it's more a case of something has happened on that area and it's just... Li- like, it's We're going to get into it, fam. We're gonna it is get... tiny. Like you... It's not tiny at all. It's 512 acres. That's five times the amount of acres that freaking Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin explored in, in the 100 acre wood. Yeah, and they did a... Yeah, but you think about it, though. That would have been pretty scary. Imagine like a... You know, a Winnie the Pooh bear just popping out of a burrow with a sawn-off shotgun. Winnie was packing. Winnie always you know had. Winnie's a... a girl. She's a beast, bro. But Winnie the Pooh literally was always packing heat. He was carrying. She. Do not misgender a bear. That was put into slavery for children's entertainment. I'm just grinning, Barrett. Anyway, so again. Um, it bought, it's 315 acres, which is, I think it's like, I can't remember how many square meters, but it's a lot. 
Uh, it's located about 3.5 miles southwest of Fort Deschene, um, or Deschene. Can't remember how to pronounce that either. Uh, and it borders. Is it the... like Fort Duchesne? I think it's Duchesne. I think it's Fort Duchesne. I think it's then... Duchesne. Because it sounds Frenchy. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Utah and borders the. Is it Ute? Ute? No, it's Ute. It's Ute Indian yeah. Reservation. Yeah. I remember Ute because we spoke about it when we were talking about Cheyenne Mountain. Yeah. Um, so in the show, there was so much aerial footage that they captured, except for one particular region. Okay. Um, so again, there are several what they call homesteads. So, yeah. like clusters of housing or buildings. Or like structures. So, Homestead One is the Sherman House and Ranch, right? And we're going to get into how that factors into the timeline later. So that's basically where the main road meets the yeah. property. Um, it's got like a few, what is that, like water tanks and stuff like that, almost like silos, a few tracks, the main tracks to get around the property, some clusters of housing, um, a little bit of a car park area and stuff. Then there's Homestead Two. And that was the original lean-to building structure that was put on the ranch hundreds of years ago. Not hundreds of years ago, but a fair amount of time ago, right? So the yeah. first place that was built on that plot of land yep. is the original lean-to at Homestead 2. And then on the far western side of the property is Homestead 3. They didn't show this in the documentary, right? Oh, interesting. So this is the one, they showed a black screen when they spoke about it. So this is the one that I'm going to guess is rigged up with all of their technology, where all of their experiments were conducted. And what I'm trying to say here is that I think that that's where their experimental slash bogan breakdown research installation is. Yep. Right? A ding, 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 ding. Redneck, I should have said, not bogan. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so. Um, buckle in. Buckle in, if you're not already. <laughs> Um, Keep your arms, your limbs, and all appendages inside the vehicle, the vehicle at all times. So apparently a large majority of the activity is centered around Homestead 1 and 2. Now uh, this is like the original lean-to house and the Sherman Ranch uh, it's like home area, which are the obviously old areas of the property, and that every form of paranormal phenomena exists here, like I've already said. Um, like Area 51, they have their own... Um, Camera dudes. Yep. Except these guys are like really high-end private security firm. They're dressed in like all black. They're ex-FBI agents and like military dudes. Um, they all carry like... Is the shotgun pallet? Like the little... So little cartridges. The red ca cartridges, yeah, cartridges. Like the red yeah. things. Yeah. And bandoliers. Yep. Right? Um, with rounds, literally, I counted like 30 on this one guy. Yeah. They're just <laughs> ready to go. Um, and this guy's like carrying this assault rifle. When people, like when people are walking around the ranch, two of them have to follow. Everyone. When yeah. they're walking around the property. Um, when they interviewed these security guys, like, we keep such a tight ship because we want to protect the scientific integrity of the area and we also want to protect the people that live there, i.e. the researchers yeah. who are living out on the ranch or the facility and they also have two caretakers that live in the Sherman house. Yeah. Um, they did say that they get a lot of people that try to sneak onto their property and then they're like, 
everyone kept saying, everyone, like the interviewers, the research guy that we see like come in that gets interviewed by from the owner um, and gets embedded in this research facility in quotation marks, they're all like to him, oh, we're just in phase one. We're here to observe. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so what are you planning to do with everything you've observed and all the knowledge you accumulate? Like, what's phase two? What's phase three? What's phase four? Yeah. What are you talking about? What phases? Or maybe they're still trying to find something. Yeah, I know. So they have typical run-of-the-mill CCTV that, spoiler alert, doesn't really always catch anything. Yeah. Um, They have imaging cameras that they've rigged up on the Sherman Ranch. They have night vision equipment um, in their control room they have a monitor dedicated to weather they have a monitor like uh dedicated to flight information so like you know the they have a flight thing but they also have a transponder so that way they can read the tail id of planes commercial private that are over the property so if they see ufps they can go to their quote-unquote radar and see if it was registered or not yeah Right? As evidence of, is it human or not? As you would. Which I guess in some capacity does make sense. It's just... Re- How much is a transponder worth? I'd probably say a few grand. Like, maybe. I feel like you'd need a lot of money to deck out this shit. Flying ain't cheap. You know what else isn't cheap? Satan. Yeah. A sentinel ass- assignment telemetry and notification device that was developed by the head scientist... And it's a fancy way of saying that they're always recording vibration in the ground and recording sounds outside the range of human hearing. Right, yeah. Right, and they call it Satan for short. They I'm also... guessing that's got a he- there's a lot of heat on that device. Oh, it's just sitting in the um, the the room, right? But I'm guessing it would have to plunge through the floor, yeah? Because yeah. you'd need a radar in the ground. You would. And to be fair, that's not anything new because, for example, when the Marines moved into Darwin... One of the first things they did was put a two-kilometer radar in the Earth. Yeah. So, that's so it ain't, ain't unique. New. No. Right? Oh, and then I wanted to say they panned to the monitor, to the, sorry, the, the computer screen that's monitoring flights. And at that point in time, there were six commercial flights over it like, or oh, in yeah. the surrounding area. So it's like you're, you're getting traffic. It's not... Because they're very close to where the border with the other states are, right? Yep. So you're going to get traffic. Um, So, yeah. So, I went into kind of like the history of the area. So, the Inatar Valley Reservation was created for the Ute in October of 19... Sorry, 1861 by the executive order of the President Abraham Lincoln at the time. Uh, I think it's called the Uncomparag... Reservation, or, or commonly called the URA Reservation. The Onkompa. Yeah, was created in January of 1882, and in 1886 the two reservations were merged together. Uh, and so for more than 150 years, the Ute lived there, um, and the reservation covers a total of 4.5 million acres, which is pretty stupid considering they're in the whole of the country. True. But, what do I have to say about it? Um... And so they have said that the ranch borders on the path of the skinwalker and for that reason they have long been forbidden to go near the property because the skinwalker is a malevolent shape-shifting, you know, uh, thing, creature that they take very seriously. 
And so the ranch named after this was uh, first homesteaded by the Myers family in 1905. And that's where they made the lean-to over at Homestead 2. So literally it's just a little shed. Yeah. But they lived in that um, over in the northwest corner of the property. Um, and then they later abandoned that. And then they moved to the east, like a bit more east of the ranch. And they built two little huts. But not they're not huts per se, but they're like two little, almost like a... Tiny little garage. Like little sheds. Yeah, right? But two of those, made out of brick. And then by the 1930s, um, it was occupied by Kenneth John Myers and his wife, Edith Child Myers. And they stayed on the property for almost 50 years until um, 1987. And during the occupancy, they made no reports of any strange occurrences. But some of their neighbours said that they did see or hear weird things. Um, so, in the meantime, nothing really unusual was record- reported to occur in the basin in the 1950s. Um, meaning, like... Sorry. People were reporting, like, UFP activity in the area after the 1950s. And then, ever since... Um, any sort of reports of strange aircraft in the sky have been recorded. And apparently, um, when the Spanish were passing through that area, they also reported seeing strange objects in the sky. Hmm. But, I don't know, we can't speak to them, so we don't know. (laughs) So, they have hundreds and hundreds of UFP reports describing things like strange fireballs, aircraft that range in size from 20 to 30 feet across... Um, saying that they see things the size of a footy field. They describe them as being round, oval, cigar-shaped, triangular, uh, having a glowy glowy green light or wavy red beams. Um, Some say they shoot lights from the bottom of the hull of the ships. And so, allegedly in the 1970s, the Utah Highway Patrol was getting so many UFP calls that the officers stopped filing incident reports. Jeez. And then because allegedly the aliens weren't getting enough notice, scaring the people with their bright lights and shiny ships, they decided to take that out on the cattle and wow. started mutilating the cattle. Oh, God. Because they thought that would get the rangers' attention more. Yeah. So the property itself is, if you haven't guessed it, private, and it's not really open to tours. So I'm going to give you... A really crude timeline of the ranch. So it's believed between um, sometime during 1776, that's when the Dominiques and Escalante expedition traveled through Maiton, a long skinwalker ranch. And then about a hundred years later in the 1880s, um, the several, tri- like several, um, what do you call a sub tribe? Faction? Like, I don't know. But um, members of the Ute tribes were relocated by the government um, onto that reservation. They were parceled out to them. And then about six years later, the military finalised construction of a fort in Fort Duchenne. Um, And then in 1886 as well, same year, Buffalo soldiers were stationed at this fort and one soldier saw um, mason-like symbols etched into a rock at Skinwalker Ranch. 
Mm. He knew about Mason symbols in 1886, is what I'd like to know. Yeah. Maybe the, you know. Maybe it's, you know, he was a Maybe one of the soldiers got a little bit woot woot on, on some. <laughs> Or moonshine. Yeah. But it is what it is. So between 1906 and 1911, um, apparently people experienced like underground rumbling and explosions during the day and night. Mining, maybe? Yeah, during the ranch. Um, And so there are a lot of published articles about it. And, like, you can see them as images. Like, one's called Strange Noises Cause New Settlers Much Uneasiness. It's like, um, in Theodore, Utah, on the 30th of December, many residents of Utah and the East who have been in the Unitar Basin since Election Day examining lands they uh, purchased at the Provo government sale have noticed with great wonder the occasional rumblings resembling explosions or distant thunder that can be heard throughout the section at intervals every calm day and night. There's been much speculation as to the nature or cause of this phenomenon and various theories have been advanced, some more or less fanciful or imaginary. And it's like a, like, what is it, 500, 300 word article? Expose. <laughs> expose Pulitzer Prize, everybody. Pulitzer Prize. So in 1905, um, that's when John and Emma Myers decided to build a homestead, um, which is now dilapidated. And um, the Locke family also moved onto the west side of the property. Um, and they said that they had a strange visitor on the property. This person arrived out of nowhere, was wearing time-appropriate clothing... But underneath, they were wearing a dazzling blue one-piece leotard suit thing. Um, He asked for a glass of water. He had a lengthy conversation with the family. He walked off and just disappeared into thin air. Mm, Interesting. This person allegedly told the family, you know, like, uh, hey, dial a dig? Yeah. He told them where they should or shouldn't dig. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Subcontractor, maybe. <laughs> so, this information was so pertinent to the Locke family that for every generation of family that lived and worked on the farm, they passed on that knowledge of where they should and shouldn't dig. Yeah. To, like, their grandkids. Joy. Right? So it's like your grandfather was saying that to you. Yeah, like... Okay. And then them telling your mum and your uncle, and then them telling you about where you should dig on the property. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And if you're interested, like, in especially in the suburbs, you need to dial before you dig, because you don't know if there's pipes of gas, electricity yeah. bundles, whether it be phone, you know, whatever, um, copper cabling, whatever, because it's literally explosive. And you can go, die. It will go laboon. And if you stuff something up, you have to pay for it yourself. So, like, once in one of the other places I used to rent before this house, I was going for an afternoon walk in December one day when it finally cooled down. And one of the neighbours, like, at the other end, 100 houses down of the street, they actually were doing gardening because they wanted to take the mind off the heat. 
and the poor thing accidentally cracked because it was a shallow flower bed. There were yeah. renters as well, and they accidentally cracked the um, water pipe. Oh shit! That went to the the tap that was there, and that, she didn't know. That's enough. She thought that it had gone under the fence. That's Instead of like along day. the driveway and literally torrential. Oh boy. So imagine having to pay for that. Yeah. So you have to dial before you dig. Absolutely. Regardless. Unless like you have generations worth of family and you know where you've lined. All the time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So anyway, um, in 1930, Christopher Locke, who's believed to be the grandson of um, Emma and John, he reveals that cattle mutilation had occurred on the ranch sometime during the 1930s. And then a year later, Kenneth and Edith Myers, they buy a trailer and move again to the east side of the property. Ten years later, two miles from the ranch, a silver globe-like object is seen flying over the fort. And there was another story for this, um, published in the local newspaper. Um, And... Hold on, I have it here, like at the bottom of the notes. Oh, this one's like, strange happenings in rural Utah. Um, yeah, there's, there, are, there, are, there are places of mystery in the world, strange things that are seen and bizarre events unfold in these mysterious places. Utah is such a mysterious place. And then it goes on. No, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you can do it if you're interested. I, I shouldn't laugh, but like, imagine living, I guess when you're experiencing it, it's a completely different story. Absolutely. And this um, is a different climate too. Yeah. So between the 1950s and 1960s, um, a lot of locals report, again, a lot of UFP activity within the basin. Um, however, the ranch itself has little to no recorded activity. Um, so when I say basin that means like a depression in the land yep. right almost like a, it's not really a valley because it's not plunging like the reverse of a mountain it's just a basin yeah and so what that means is at the back of the property one of the property walls is um it's like a berm but a very tall berm almost like it's a it's not a cliff but yeah. you know what i mean like, like a it's, ramp yeah but it's off like it's really rocky and cropped and yeah. stuff um, and that's called the basin. So the basin wall there, the Unitar Basin Wall, um, it can also be called a ridge. And so a lot of activity is reported along that basin ridge. And so there are heaps of articles talking about it. Um, and yeah, saying like in the local news... Um, Utah Basin is UFO hotspot, and it's like it's too pixelated to read the whole thing. Um, but so it was being reported on, I guess is something to say. And then because people were seeing wolves, allegedly, they're like, "Is it should we call it Werewolf Ridge?" Of course they would. Yeah. So nineteen sixties come and go. And Edith Child Myers and Kenneth John Myers, um, they homestead the Skinwalker Ranch property. And then about seven years later, um, that's when a whole new wave of UFP sightings occur in the basin. And that would last for about a year. Um, In 1968, 
um, Bottle Hollow Ute Tribal Resort is built. And um, a couple of years later, the US Army Corps come out to build a reservoir. And the thing is, allegedly, the thing is, the one of the laws is, law as in L-O-R-E. Yeah. When people disrupt the dirt, or if people dig, that's when activity occurs. Oh. So people are obviously suspicious of shit that goes on uh, once you start disturbing, disturbing resting grounds. That's what I thought, but we're going to get into our hypothesis at the end once I present and you. And also, if the valley is shifting, if you start digging, you're going to disturb the... Water table. Yeah, so things will rise and fall. Yes. So, um, the earliest cattle mutilations in reports start occurring after 1970, um, and they are localised to the Unitar Basin and land surrounding the ranch. And then in 1978, uh, the Desert News newspaper wrote an article where they discuss mass sighting of a UFP seen 10 miles away from the ranch. And then in 1981, um, NASA decided to build an observatory 16 miles northeast of the ranch. Um, there's a link you can see on like a post image and... Yeah, um, they called it uh, Station 7290 uh, near Access Road and Track Road and they have like a lot of lines indicating, um, what do they call it, height? You know how you read a map and different lines represent different... Altitude yes. and longitude. Yes, and... you were a scout, you know this shit, I don't Woo! I went for cookies. Damper. Trees. You have all the badges, don't you? Most of them, yeah. I was a pioneer, I was an explorer, and I was an adventurer. Yeah. Those are just words to me, but alright. Yeah. I don't know what any of that means. I know how to use a Swiss army knife to maximum efficiency. Also good for cutting bagels in half and putting cream cheese. Yeah. You know that Swiss army knives are really expensive. Really, the good ones are really, really expensive. And they're legal too. Legal or illegal? Legal. But they can't be. Yeah. They're a knife. You can't just carry a knife a around. a utility knife. You have to have reason to be carrying but one. People get up, the police get upset at people if you're carrying a utility knife to and from work. Like one of the girls I used to work with at Miller's, she had her own box cutter because people, this is high point, <laughs> and people would steal the box cutters. Or knife point. Yeah. You're not wrong with Western suburbs, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so she had her own Stanley and she had it on the belt ring and she used to say that cops and the um so like she was doing her shopping after a shift on a friday night which was her last day for the week she was doing her shopping and she had a stanley knife out well not out out but on her person the cops would say you need to put that away that's a weapon so how's that that's technically util- anyway i digress so between 1986 and 1996 exact time currently unknown um Power lines are erected on the ranch. Oh, we love power lines. Also, could you imagine my family living in Melbourne not having power in 1984? What time did you guys get power on the ranch? On the ranch, on the farm? Uh, would have been, but maybe... Please don't say the 1900s. Yeah. It'd be around that. They used to have candlelight and everything back then. 
Yeah, I understand, but like you didn't have access to electricity. I know when I was growing up, there was yeah, electricity. obviously, but pre eighties. Obviously, you had to get in like a little hamster wheel and run around in it to generate. Just tell me you had it before the fifties. I guess so. Yes. Texture mother, I need. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know. Was there any power? <laughs> oh yeah, there was. Um, Dude, she'd be able to tell. You'd laugh. Was she would know. Power. Your your mother would know the names of the trait which townsmen worked the street. She'd know the wavelength. I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so again, they're disturbing the dirt and the location. Disturb the dirt. Disturb the dirt. In 1987, um, Mr. Kenneth Meyer dies and Edith um, is then essentially forced to live alone on the ranch. Um, there's pictures on the internet of their headstone. Um... So, yeah. Uh, he passed away on the 26th of April, 1987. And um, she outlived him by a while. She passed away on the 3rd of March, 1994. Not that I'm celebrating anyone's death or anything like that. I'm just saying. Then in 1989, uh, they decide to drain the Bottle Hollow Dam because they need to repair and outlet the dam. Damn. Which is a hundred years, not even a hundred years. What, what did I say that they, in 1970 to 1989, that's 19 years. What damage can a dam get in 19 years? I don't know. Whether it's, there's a crack in the side and all the water's leaking out. Okay, make it sense so. So you're the good skeptic. I'm like, I don't understand. I, you know who would be a good question, person to ask that question? My brother. He's your engineer, I know. Yeah, but people go, oh, there was a hole in my dam. Who who drilled the hole in my dam? And it's Listen, like, uh... I'm going to text him from my computer. And you know what? He used to be really into conspiracies and shit. One day I'm, we're going to have to we're going to have to convince him to come on. That once everything's all done and over, we have to convince him to. I'll ask him whatever creepy conspiracy he wants me to cover with any structural elements, and I'm going to get his take. Hold on. Are rice bubbles really made from rice? Quick. Question. What is a good lifespan for a dam? Look on the bright side. Whatever we get would be damn good advice. Dude, he, he would know. <laughs> anyway, um, so then 1989, NASA decides, you know what? We don't need our laser observatory anymore. So they dismantle it. And uh, there's a whole like. Why is this link not working now? Sorry, I had a link to the article, like the a mini clip that they spoke about, but never mind. Doesn't matter. Um, and then in 1992, Bottle Hollow is refilled with water, and then there's a news article for that, also um, Desert News. And they retyped it, and you can now look at it on the internet, which is really cool. And they were like, after sitting empty for the past two years, Bottle Hollow Reservoir, a popular fishing and boating spot 10 miles east of Roosevelt, is now being refilled. It's going to be owned and operated by the Ute Indian tribe in, in conjunction with the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Um, apparently, they did it to repair outlet works 
on a gate that had become inoperable and they had concerns about the safety of people living below the reservoir. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and apparently trash fish have also invaded the waters. Is that like carp? Yeah, probably carp. Is that what trash fish are? Yeah, basically bottom feeders. Um, so <laughs> Me! It's, uh, yeah, basically an invasive species. Actually from France. Well, of course you would know that information. Yes. Anyway, so like we said, in 1994, poor Miss, Mrs. Edith Myers, she passes away at the age of 88. Um, her brother-in-law, Garth Gardner Myers, decides to sell the property to the Sherman family. And her brother-in-law passes away in 2011. So he lived another very long life. So anyway, it's 1994, same year. Terry and Gwen Sherman decide, you know what, let's move our family of kids down and our cattle to the 480-acre ranch at that time um, to, the, to the ranch, whatever. And then in 1995, the National Institute of the Discovery of Science, also known as NIDS, was formed. And they decided to set up to research um, fringe sciences. So this stuff like the paranormal, uh, UFPs, UFPs, unidentified flying potatoes. So a little while later, another year, uh, the Desert News article breaks a story about strange activity on the Sherman Ranch. Um, and I'm going to get into that story a little bit later. I don't want to freak people out. Uh, in 1996, um, billionaire Robert Bigelow, after reading this article, decides that he's going to buy the Skinwalker Ranch for only $200,000. Oh, jeez, that's a... Acres of property, right? A massive developmental potential. $200,000. That's not much at all. That's bugger all. Dude... Without triangulating my position, <laughs> um, do you know how much money it costs to buy land to put a land development today? Stupid. Let alone in nineteen ninety six. Stupid amounts. Stupid amounts. So then, two thousand and four, this fringe science discovery group needs they shut down. There's a separate conspiracy that they were brought out by um, people that own the many black. Yeah. But that's a different. Yeah, for a different day. Yeah, it is. So, 2004. Uh, the Bigelow Group decided, you know what? Let's form the Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies. That's a lot of space in the one name. Yeah. They call it BASS for short. Sounds a bit fishy. Um, and they had the more clandestine mission statement. Um, and they also had a government sponsor. wonder who that was. Starbucks. Oof. <laughs> Oof. So, how badly are coffee places in Melbourne doing uh, with everything? Not so good. Anyway, in 2005, um, George Knapp and Colm Keller uh, write a book called The Hunt for the Skinwalker, and then that is what lets the general public around the world know that this ranch exists. And you know what George did after the release of that knowledge? What? He had a nap. Well, you would be. I would Imagine be. how much that... How I don't even know. If Let's... my surname was Nap, I'd be having a nap. Sleepy time. It would have been Sleepwalker Ranch. 
It's a 324-page book. 45 wow. of those pages is available on the internet. If you want to buy it on Google Play, it's $17.99. Buy it and sleep through it. Dude, I almost did through the show, let me tell you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so, in 2005, Richard Oliver and two other people, they were camping next to Skinwalker Ranch. And they had, yeah, you know, rattlesnakes. What are you talking about? And they had an extremely close encounter. Um, there is like a 40, 50 minute documentary. Um, and I'm pretty much not going to play that for you. But you can access that on the internet. But they were really like, we're going to get into that a little later on. But they were really creeped out. So in 2007, um, an unnamed agent from the DIA, which from memories, not the Design Institute of Australia, but the Defence Intelligence Agency. <laughs> because if you Google DIA in Australia, because I wanted to know who they were, yeah. it's like, um, Design Institute of Australia, and I'm like, no, no. I don't think they'd be interested. No. <laughs> Pretty sure it's uh, the Defence. Yeah, but it is what it is. It was just, again, I was balls deep to the wall for a whole weekend researching this, so it is what it is. So this unnamed agent decides to contact the Bigelow, Mr. Bigelow <laughs> and requests to see the ranch in person. And he's like, sure, my dude. And apparently this agent had a personalised close encounter on the ranch. And when I did digging, apparently a skinwalker came along in a form and gave him an experience of the thing he feared the most, as is the law that the skinwalker can read your mind. And present to you the thing you fear the most. So what would you do if you had a six foot four cheeseburger suddenly appearing out the front lawn? I would be like... Do you know what? I'd wait for the fries to appear. Do you know what? The skinwalker would love me. He would have so much material. It would be... You know, what do they call that thing in... Um, I was going to say Demogorgon. That's not right. Harry Potter. Where there's a thing in... The, the, the thing that changes shape. It's think, in book four. Yeah, the thing I fear most. Book three. Salad. Shape changer, prisoner. Of Azkaban. I know what it is. You mean Death Eater? Oh, the, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? The Boggit. That's yeah, the bogget. it. The Boggit. Right? What would it turn into for me? It'd be a Boggit. It'd just change into a million different things. For me, it'd probably it's... turn into a salad. Anyway. Hair lock, like a, a, a toupee. <laughs> a weight scale. I'm trying to hydrate between takes, <laughs> between <laughs> talking. Anyway, so this guy shit his pants so much that he goes to his boss, the senator at the time, Harry Reid's, and he goes, dude, this is what I saw. And then the senator goes, you know what? I'm going to give you $22 million dollars to give to set up a, a installation over at Skinwalker Ranch to help Bigelow right do research on the property <sighs> yeah so later that year in 2007 in case you forgot the advanced aviation threat identification program and the advanced aerospace weapon system application program 
which was a secret investigatory effort funded by the U.S. government oh, to we love study the U.S. government story to study unidentified flying objects on Skinwalker Ranch was made. What about glow in the dark frisbees? People don't really throw frisbees during the night. <sighs> no, they don't. Nowadays, they just what you know, drive them around the place. They're drones. Hmm. Yeah. When you think about it, kids aren't flying kites anymore. They're flying drones. Fly a drone. And you know why? It just drones on and on and on. And you know what? When you really think about it, the invention of the drone has propelled sails into the stratosphere. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, at least it's something they can control. I'm like a frisbee. Better than a boomerang, let me tell you. Yeah. What do you call a boomerang that won't come back? I could never make it <laughs> curl back to me. Well, usually I throw them and then they go left and probably hit some small little old lady in a like through a window or oh, something. You're so crazy. Ah, my washing machine. So in 2012, on the 12th of February, uh, all the power is knocked out in the fort, and a strange, eerie green glow ebbed in the sky above the town with a sudden absence of power a massive ufp was seen by multiple witnesses over the town i just suddenly had the simpsons with mr burns irradiated walking through the forest going i come in peace (laughs) do you know what it's funny but i'm still salty my mother told me when i was growing up so there's a large uh, age gap between my brother and i I was five when my brother came along. So I was an established kid <laughs> with a completely different upbringing to my brother, in, and which I'm very happy for for him, right? And so anyway, I was told in my formative years that I was not allowed to watch The Simpsons because only bad people watch The Simpsons, and if you watch The Simpsons, you would go crazy. It was my parents' version of the satanic panic. Oh, gosh. Right? Don't, oh gosh, apparently a lot of parents did it. Your mother didn't? No. Anyway, oh, you were older than me at the time, so yeah. So anyway, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. People would talk about Marg and Maggie, and they'd be like, who do you prefer, Marg or Maggie? And I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about. And they're like, The Simpsons. Didn't yeah. you watch the episode last night? And I'm like, what are you talking about? There was the about? murder special, and like... Who shot Mr. Burns? I don't know, okay? That was a the big... only Simpsons contact content that I experienced was when I went to my god sister's house way, way back in Shepherd and back during the late 90s, 98, 99, 99, and we were there because we went almost every year. And that's where I found I had my love of Hocus Pocus because she used to let me watch movies that my mummy and daddy wouldn't let me because we were <laughs> super religious. And then, do you remember the the CD ROM game? Yep. That Maccas used to give out, and there was a haunted mansion one. Yes. Do you still have that? Because if so, I want to find a, 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 a emulator. Yeah, and then run it. That was the only Simpsons content. Anyway, so then she has my brother <laughs> and all the rules. <laughs> This kid had to be on, I think it was Channel 10, had to be on Channel 10 to watch The Simpsons. I don't hate, but I also don't understand. No. All crazy. (laughs) Anyway, now that I've had my 30 minute um, 
detour from the main topic. <laughs> Alright, so uh, at this point, same here, the, what were they called? The, um, the two groups that the government put in to help Bigelow with his research lose funding. All gone. Right? Bye -bye. So that means that Bigelow is working there alone. Um, the uh, Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, their contract expires. And uh, Louis Elizondo, he says that um, he's not going to renew it because the public explanation that officials fear the public may learn about the program um, and then therefore say that their taxpayer dollars are being misappropriated um, was a big fearful thing for them. So they decided not to renew the contract. Right? So Bigelow's there alone. And then in 2013, um, the government was looking to build a war monument uh, in the fort area. So they do that. Again, digging. All the digging. Yep. Um, 2015, Tom DeLong forms Stars Academy. Sorry, I have to cough because I'm talking. Do it. <coughs> Sorry. You have to replenish the coffers. Yeah. <laughs> a year later, uh, Jeremy Corbell creates a website, huntheskinwalker.com. Oh, my. Because he decides he wants to produce a documentary by one of the co-authors of um, the book, George Knapp. Uh, and then uh, Mr. Bigelow decides to sell his ranch that he purchased for the measly price of $200,000 um, for $4.5 <laughs> So that is a great fold investment of just over a decade, wasn't it? Yep. <coughs> yeah. Decent time. Just a decent chunk to an undisclosed buyer who operates under the, the Shell Corporation of Adamantium Holdings. Now, if you don't know what Adamantium is, I suggest you watch any movies of the Marvel Universe, specifically Captain America, Civil War, and Black Panther. Is that right? Yep. No, that's Vibranium. Vibranium, yeah. What's Adamantium again? That's the steel of um, Captain America's shield. Oh, sorry. No, no. Adamantium's the claws of Wolverine, yeah. dude. Sorry, what yeah. are we talking about? I don't know. What are you doing? Yes. Well, I just Yes. Failed. And then he has it stripped off him in the fourth movie or whatever the hell it's yeah, called. Yeah, Magneto. Yeah. Whip whip. Um, it's a fictional metal alloy or some shit like that. So yeah, that's the name of his shell company. Um, so in 2016, Bigelow moves all his stuff and his security team off the ranch. And then the new owners, who were unknown at the time, um, set up their own security. Uh, and then, apparently, Bigelow's people used to carry just pistols and mace. <laughs> These guys, like I said, have shotguns. So, sure enough, sworn off shotties, <laughs> rifles and stuff, you know. So that's a big upgrade there. And then, apparently, there's this road that cuts through the, the land. Um... It was called Hickens Road, and it was legally vacated. 
so that all access to the road leading to the ranch was closed to the public. Ooh. Yeah. So they erected a checkpoint as well as a large sign to warn the public that they cannot approach the gate. And they have um, concrete barriers that you like have to weave your car through. So no one's speeding through it. Yeah, pretty much. So no one can like charge the gate. Yeah. So in 2017, Chong DeLong says that he's formed a team of ex-government insiders and hints at future disclosure to UFO releases. Apparently, he had visited the ranch a few times during this year. Um, and at the same time, the New York Times released their bombshell story in which the DOD confirmed uh, a government-funded program known as the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program where they procured taxpayer funds of, to the tune of $22 million. Um, Just a few million, not much. <laughs> yeah, allowing Bigelow to do his research at the ranch. What well, all that research. <coughs> Could have yeah, cranked that much. research out. Um, so they had to say something to the people, right? To show that their money was worth it to the American people. So they're like, oh... We were able to find exotic alloys, and we found artifacts. Yeah, of course they did. Right? So in 2018, uh, Jeremy and uh, George, who wrote the book, decided to release a documentary film showing their old archival footage. Um, and then the show comes out this year, right? And so... Um, the owner is revealed to be Brandon Fugal, uh, and he did a story with Vice. Uh, Miami Vice. No, but they did like a photo shoot and shit, and they take you around like Homestead 1 and 2. And then from the 31st of March, the show that I watched through the History Channel, well, actually technically through Microsoft... Because Xbox Life, um, Secrets of the Skinwalker Ranch aired, and it provides an inside transparent look into the current owner, his assembled team, as they search for the unknown at Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, eight episodes of fun. All the fun. Yay. Um, so again, they have like these big, they love the everything black, <laughs> right? They've got these big black gates. Um, they look like private gates. They don't look like... They're not... They're like civilian yeah, just, mansion gates. Yeah. Not like... I feel like I'm rocking up into Kim Kardashian's farmhouse ranch. Yeah. Not like a security compound. They've got a guard door there. The guy's holding a rifle. All their jeeps are blacked out. Um, you can also see their command center in the um, documentary... Well, in the series as well. Um, it was behind a locked door, only access- accessible by code. They describe it as large enough to be a bedroom. Well, it probably was a bedroom at the time. And it's only accessible... Um, so it was designed by the bil- the ranch's superintendent. And, yeah, it's got tons of... It's got five 55-inch flat screen monitors. Uh, they've got dozens of cameras around the property... Um, they have, like, desks to work on, computer systems, microscopes, 
Um, and just because they want it to be cool, they have green LED strip lights <laughs> to make it feel like, you know. Alienish. Yeah. Um, Alienware? It's all there. <clears throat> Listen, I wasn't going to get into that, but if you scroll down all the way, <laughs> almost to the bottom, hold on, I'll turn my computer around for you. They have that symbol on everything. Can you uh, describe what that is to me? Well, it looks... Because as someone who's now looking at your Alienware computer, yeah. that's the Alienware computer head yeah. centered around bio, bio, biohazard. Like in biohazard arms. Yeah, it's an alien hazard. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so they've ripped off the Alienware symbol and... Smoked... Maybe he owns Dell. Maybe, could you imagine that? Maybe really Dell is just now controlling Shh, all maybe. information. Oh, Michael, maybe they're listening to us right now through your computer. Absolutely. And maybe like, you know, Adele is actually a front as well. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. So yeah. Um, Again, they're like, oh, we have receivers that track both. Can you explain what this means to me? Because this is what I think it means. Tracks both 1090 megahertz ADS-B, 978 megahertz UAT signals. What are those? They're just wavelengths. What's a UAT single? Yeah, no clue. No clue whatsoever. Use acceptance testing. So what, they bounce stuff out, so they get receiving and sending. Well, look, I don't know. I don't know. Just, yeah. If my brother was responding, I would ask him. <laughs> He's an engineer. Oh, okay. No, sorry. Yeah, so... The vast majority oh, it's something to do with transponder aircraft, yep. So the ADS-B yep. and the UAT transponders, so that's just logging where it is and that. So what it does oh, is so just, it just tells it just tells so sending and it like bounces back and forth. So it's just tracking. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so not only do they live feed everything, but they back up all their historical data. Um, and again, like we've already said, if so, they see something in the sky, they cross-check it to what flight data is in the area. Um, and allegedly, they also store that information off-site too. Somewhere in... Big, uh, what's his name? In um, Brandon's... Um, Frugal's... Brandon Frugal's, like, office somewhere. Um, so, yeah. Apparently... <laughs> like, it's just... Like... We have a lot of equipment problems here because some strange electromagnetic interference. And then they're like, oh, over the last year we've seen like several strange cases of extreme ele electromagnetic fields. Um, these EM fields are transient. They come and go. They move around locations at the ranch and at times have reached levels dangerous to humans. Yeah. Very dangerous. So apparently... According to the people that work on the ranch, that are employees of Mr. Frugal. Frugal? Frugal. Apparently, unfortunately, um, a lot of them have become ill at some point or have had to be hospitalised. Hmm. This guy called Thomas Winterton, he was hospitalised with life-threatening subglial uh, fluid collection, which is basically... Inflammation in the brain resulted in swelling. In meninges. Yep. Um, Which would affect balance. Yeah. And make you all... And so... Basically, he went on an alien bender, but he didn't realise it. And then he went digging for trouble and found it. And then, you know, got a little bit... Well, 
literally he dig he dug on the ranch. Ah, joy. Uh, again, disturbing the dirt. Disturbing the dirt. And then he dirt. got what he described as a goose egg appear, mm. and then he like passed out, and his wife had to rush him to hospital. Maybe the man who was on the ranch who said "Do not dig" was actually wearing the um the origin of camouflage. So he was invisible and whacked the guy over the head with his Invisi stick. This is where we get Invisalign from. Maybe it was Maybelline. Maybe they were, he was born with it. His fabulous one-piece blue dazzle his suit. sparkly suit. Sparkly suit. Um. So, yeah. So, essentially though, rule number one, don't go digging on the ranch. Definitely. Make sure you're wearing the right dressing too. Yeah. That's why you have to be equipped with ranch dressing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's why they're saying, look, um, this is where you're not supposed to dig because the flying fucking installations that are going around the place are detecting um, uh, ranch salad. Um, oh my God. Anyway, so we're going to take a detour for a bit. There are a lot of other, um, like, newspapers that I was able to find. One of, uh, like, articles, one was published in County News um, on the 1st of December 2005, which allegedly was a Thursday. And it's, like, it was written by Alan Norman, and it's titled, Is There a Bermuda Triangle in Utah? So the idea is that apparently, um, sorry, let me just find that region. Oops, shit. In my notes. Um, so apparently, if you draw a triangle between Skinwalker Ranch, Roswell in New Mexico, and Groom Lake, which is in the Area 51 installation, that is the inland American Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Also, when you look at, you know, going back to like the, the Mason symbols and stuff, you know how like the Mason symbol, you've got the the sextant and the protractor. No, I've never seen the mason symbol. However... I haven't seen a mason symbol. I don't know what they look well, like. the G, <laughs> the letter G, Groom Lake, hey, Aliens. Hey, wait for it. The letter G is Groom Lake. Is it really? The... Do you know this off the top of your head? Are you talking... I'm looking at it trash? now. Okay. The protractor is Utah, and then the sextant is Alien. Can we talk, to the, talk about the story of Chris stepping on the... Yeah, next one. Yeah, when we do the Masons. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All I'm saying is, who at that time was a Mason? Was Masonry really big back then? I don't know. So, we're going to jump back in time to 1994. Um, and this is when Terry and Gwen Sherman... First bought the ranch. Tezza. Tezzy. Tezza and Gwe- Gezzy. Gwyneth and Tezza. Yeah. Come on, Tezza. Gwenny and Tezzy. Gwenny and Tezzy. So, apparently, their cows were mutilated. I'm sorry to all the animal lovers out there. Also, um, can I just quickly say that rumblings heard in Utah Basin. Desi been going out with the, de- <laughs> with the jelly again. No, this time we've gone for 400 pounds of TNT. What does that do? <laughs> 
I don't know. Didn't fucking fix the farm, but there are no more aliens anymore because okay. we had a big bang. All right. Yeah. Look, you and your uncle made some really cool explosives back in your day. Fuck yeah. But how how prominent would you say making backyard explosives is on farms? Quite prominent. So a lot of people did it? Easily. Easily or it was just a cool Oh, look, thing? I got a lot of shit lying around. What are we going to do? Today, class, we're going to bake a cake. Oh, shit. That makes sense. Yeah. Why do they? What do you think they do? It's like extreme backburning. Pretty much. Oh, look. Oh, yeah, Farmer Jones had that big tree fucking got hit by lightning four weeks ago. We can't move the shit out with a tractor. We better blow it the fuck up. Ta-da! Really? It, well, well, how is she going to get it out? you got to blow it up. Really? Yeah, you'd, seriously, you, you'd, if you couldn't tractor pull it, you'd just, you know, put in... <laughs> I'm going to try and tractor pull this uh, big oak. Uh, didn't quite work. It's oh. aged 420 years. This is a nice fine wine. Watch as we put some, uh, you know, jelly on this. Boom, okay. it's gone. We've got craters. Way. But I feel like they'd be able to track the craters then, right? I think it'd be more a case of... Uh, hello, local police office. Uh, hello. We're just letting you know that we are going to uh, remove uh, Stumpy from the old back paddock. Uh, just letting you know, you might hear a small bang. The windows might shake. Uh, don't mind the donuts. They'll shuffle as well. Next thing you know, boom. What was that? Ma, the rains are coming. No, they're not. It's just my ears ringing. That's okay. Don't worry. Go back to the paddock. Woo. I've only been to a country backburn once, and I brought marshmallows, which probably wasn't a good idea. But here's the thing, though. Because of everything that was being burned. But here's the thing, though. The funny, I'm going to get a stick, shove them up. The funny thing about backburning is, though, it's like you go up the back, you go to burn it off, and accidentally, whoop, there goes the town. No, whoop, you don't. Not bad. You have to do it in specific times of the year during yeah. winter. You have to clear up to the thing. Look, guys, it's September. It's currently 2.45 in the afternoon. You quick, like... quick, hurry. No. It's the celestial plane is aligned. We need no. to start this fire but now. you have to call the fire department. True. And you have to tell them. G'day, Billy. We're going to burn some shit today. Did you want to bring some snags? Oh, yeah. That's what yeah, she no did. Worries. Oh, we're going to bring... That's what she did. And they all came over and with their families and they had a sausage sizzle and I was mm-hmm. eating my marshmallows. Sit there, it's like, hey, does Doug have the fire extinguisher? Yeah, Doug's got the fire extinguisher. No, Look at him go. wearing wool. I know, right? Because it just singes. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't burn. Right. So we all got to wear wool, and we were out there. Exactly. Anyway. So why don't they cover the international, you know, space station with wool? Okay. So the Shermans, Jezza and Tezza. Jezza and Tezza. Jezza. Jezza. Her name's Gwen. Jezza, Jezza and Tezza. Jezza and Tezza. When was Gwen? This is after they bought their property in '94. 1994. Back in 1994, I bought something in Utah. Anyway, oh, so, alright, this isn't laughing matter. It's not. But they're saying that their cows were surgically mutilated, right? Also, too, this sounds very promising for a precursor to um, destroy all humans. Yeah, but didn't you put a pre-order for that and you yeah, never still heard about heard it? Yeah, still ain't shit. Just like we haven't heard anything about UFOs in Utah since, you know. <laughs> anyway... So they also described disembodied voices, experienced poltergeist activity, witnessed horrible monsters emerging from portals, and claimed they encountered. I can't get my spleen back. Claimed that they encountered a wolf that, when shot several times by a high-powered rifle at point-blank range, did not die. You think? 
It didn't die. It <laughs> fucking vaporized. <laughs> no, it didn't. Hang on. Their Fuck. story became public during the summer of 96. Um, and so this is the article, right? Dude, it's a lot, but I need to read it, okay? So this is not paraphrased at all. You know what's funny? I don't think it was a wolf. What I think was, it was an armoured wild pig. Michael, stop. <laughs> well, they, sh- they try to shoot a wild Dude, boar. Dude, can I just read the story to you? Read it. It better have a wild boar. There's got to be bacon in this story. Alright, Terry Sherman calmly told me their story. In the summer of 1994, Terry, a ranch and cattle breeder, and his wife Gwen, employed for 20 years at the local bank, had found their dream ranch. The 480-acre spread was a remote little paradise. It would be a fine place, they thought, to raise their teenage son and nine-year-old daughter. They were puzzled why such a prime piece had been sitting vacant for seven years. Uh, the land bordered the Unitar and Ore Ute Indian Reservation and was protected by a long red rock ridge. The first signs that something was different about the place were the large circular impressions that the Shermans kept finding in their pastures. One configuration formed a 40 foot triangle, sorry, 30 foot triangle. Other circles were found measuring roughly three feet wide and one to two feet deep. The soil inside the holes was firmly impacted. About this time, Terry began having trouble with his prized breeding herd of cattle. Cows were dying under unexplained circumstances. In April of 1995, the weirdness dramatically escalated. While checking his cattle one evening, Terry saw a silent glowing object pass over a 50-foot tall stand of poplar trees that fringed one of their fields. A few days later, Gwen saw another unexplained flying object. It looked like headlights, but they were a little ways away from the aircraft. It just lit the whole side of the mountain up like it was broad daylight. Terry started examining his odd cattle deaths more closely. The first cow found dead shortly after a UFO sighting showed only a hole in the center of its left eyeball. Predators had not touched the carcass and Sherman noted a chemical smell in the vicinity. A short time later, a second cow was found dead with the same hole in the left eyeball. With both these animals, Terry had taken a wire and inserted it into the hole to gauge its depth. In both cases, the wire slipped in easily to the centre of the brain. Also during this time, some of the Sherman's cows started disappearing. As Terry said, we contacted everyone around. We looked everywhere. They just vanished. In one instance, Terry followed the tracks of a cow in fresh snow. The tracks just stopped under some trees at the edge of a field. The area around showed the animal's last steps were surrounded by a circle of fresh twigs and branches which Terry could see had come from the trees above. During the next few months, the Shermans lived, uh, sorry, observed a variety of craft and the mutilation activity continued. The most spectacular aerial phenomenon they observed was described by Terry. You would see these hundred foot circular openings appear in the air. It was like four orange colored doorways, wood sort of spiral open, whatever the hell that means. Looking through a high powered scope, (laughs) I'm guessing they mean rifle scope. Yeah. The Sherman's watch. Definitely not an ACOG. (laughs) As smaller craft would emerge from the hovering portals. Guys, I'm back quick. They would fly around the property and then re-enter the doorways. The Shermans described the stealthy smaller craft 
is being about 40 by 60 feet, squarish with short <laughs> wings. That ain't small. <laughs> Smaller craft look like they were flying in the grid. They also appeared to emit sparks of light which hit the ground. The Shermans thought this might be some sort of navigational system. In a rare occurrence, occurrence, the Sherman's son found a mutilated cow within five minutes of its death. The young man had seen the gentle Angus eating peacefully and returned moments later to find it dead. The cow's rectum had been cored out with a six-inch wide hole that was eight inches deep. Holy cow. During Blasphemy. During the summer, <laughs> Terry, his son, and his nephew had heard unintelligible voices while standing in a ne- nearby pasture. The sound, which they first assumed to be the echoes of a CB radio, seemed to emanate out of the air directly above them. If they listened more closely, they could distinctly hear two voices speaking in an unknown language, which Terry described as choppy, anti-halting, like a cross between Russian and Native American. I feel like those are two very, very different yeah. languages. Uh, definitely. Like, Russian and Native American, very, like, yeah. No. Maybe her Russian was a bit rusky. One voice had a deep resonant tone and the other was high-pitched. Terry yelled into the air, We can hear you! The voice just stopped momentarily and the deeper voice broke into a low, rumbling laugh. The conversation then went on as before. By the fall, events seemed to be moving toward a climax. Seeing the lights in a field one night, Gwen grabbed her binoculars. Okay, so Gwen's got binoculars, <laughs> and he's got a fucking sniper rifle with a fucking scope. Listen. Oh, here's me right hick. I'm going to look <laughs> through it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see them. <laughs> quick, quick. Listen. Quick, Gwen. Quick, grab me bino- binoculars. I need a spotter. Quick. There's some guy sitting in a box. Shit. Wind Quick. velocity. Wind velocity. Oh, I'm gonna. Cha- I'm chambering around, Gwen. I'm chambering around. Bullet drop. Quick, quick, taking bullet drop into a crowd. Oh, got him. Ooh, got him. Uh, fucking Do you hell. know? Do you know that, that um? I can't remember what happened once at night, but my mum's house. Across the road, one house to the right. Something had happened. I can't remember what it was. But she called us at home. This is like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. And she's like, oh my god, are you guys okay? I saw outside with my binoculars. (laughs) She's like, witnessed what had just occurred. Judging by what this has happened, I swear they've got like a bottle of moonshine that's empty and they're fucking look through it. And like the actual square thing they're staring at is just a fucking transmit out in the fucking dunny. It's like, oh, jeez, there's some guy sitting there. But then you realise, like, he's like, hey, guys, can you stop staring at me? I'm trying to take a shit. Quick. Holy cow. Uh, all right, okay. So Gwenny grabs the binoculars, and then she focuses in. <laughs> focuses in. What are you looking at? I'm looking at something. It's like, it's like a microscope, and you have to wait for the... Shit, Gwen. Pump it up to buy 100. Quick, have a look. Oh, no. Is the guy under oil emergency? <laughs> you got to wait for the car sauce to, to flip around to the oh, 20, shit. then the 40, then the 60, then quick, the 100. Quick, Gwen. He's moving. Quick, quick, <laughs> quick. Stop baking. Stop baking. <laughs> anyway, Fuck. so she sees a square-lighted structure sitting on the ground, and before the lights blinked out, she caught a glimpse of a large, heavy-set individual seated in the object. <laughs> 
It's Officer Dan. It's the Fat Controller. A short time later, the craft appeared again. This time, both she and Terry watched through a 60-power spotting scope. Spotting? <laughs> what the fuck are they spotting? Antelope? <laughs> they... oh, I've got this fucking spotting scope. I'm going to put my laser on and I'm going to blind the guy. What is a 60-power spotting scope? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, what's he fucking looking at? Dude, is it common to have a spotting scope on the farm? Uh, no. But seriously, if you're running around with a spotting scope, why the fuck are you running around with a spotting coat, sp- spotting scope? Literally. I mean, if it, it's ridiculous. Why would you need to buy sixty scope? That's how. I mean, is it is it a telescope? It's a telescope lens. Okay. You know what the highest magnification rifle scope in the world is? A Mark 8 to 80 by 56 mil fucking sniper scope. And how big is that thing? It's about probably, what, 40 fucking centimetres? So how far would you be able to see as if it was right in front uh, of you? If it was right in front of me, I could fucking see in the back of its skull. If it was no, right no, in front no. of me. So, like, what I mean in terms of distance, how far away could you view that would make it look like you're staring 15, 20, 30 metres in, <sighs> centimetres in front You'd of your face? You'd fucking see someone about five to 800 yards away from you, quite easily. So, over a K? Not a K. Between, um, like, 500 metres? Easily. Oh, e- no, way more than 500 metres. Like, you'd be able to, say, for instance... Like, 700 metres away? It'd be like it's 60 Actually, no, you're right, you probably face. would see a K away. 500 yards. How much is 500 yard metres? Is it like 1.5? I should know. Uh, I feel like I know. 457. So, yeah, just under 500 meters. Yeah, 500 meters. 500 meters is pretty decent. about 10 swimming pools. So, so in this case, what he did, he literally looked over fucking. And then she's like, like, hang on. And then there's Gwen fucking with her little floaties. And there's Gwen with the little floaties in the fucking pool. Shit, there's someone in the yard, Tess! Tess! Gwen is there acting as spotter, and then Tess is running to the house. Grab little Jimmy's. Quick, grab little Jimmy's. Quick, skirt. Sit it. Sit it. Sit it. Sit it. Here's the thing, though. Listen, this... we laugh, but could you imagine being in that position, whether it's real or not? But also, too, do you realise this particular scope can focus up to 1,000 yards, which okay. is 910 metres? That's what I was saying, closer yeah. to a kilometre. So, essentially, someone's at your letterbox, and you're like, surprise. <laughs> that scares me. Don't smile at me, I'll fucking <laughs> blow your teeth me. out. You that know, scares me. It's a fucking spotter scope. What are they getting from the postal system? You know system? what? <laughs> I'm on my... I'm on my... <laughs> Watch the mailman and to look at all the neighbours like in disturbing. What were you looking? You'd be literally looking at his nose undergoing meiosis. <laughs> it's my noses. Anyway. Fucking <clears throat> Calm down. Yeah. So meanwhile, fucking they're stalking so some government this... official in their backyard. <laughs> they're using a 60 power spotting scope <sighs> to see a figure standing next to the object. Jeez, they didn't just fucking see more like dissected. <laughs> so they describe this person as being over seven foot tall, decked out in a totally black uniform and very huge. 
very huge. No, I do believe that's the fucking magnification. <laughs> Seriously, what would you do for seven foot tall? <laughs> you just landed in your backyard. I don't know. <laughs> if I put in a fucking 50 cow round, they'd be a bit shorter. <laughs> no, but what would your reaction be? Quick, ma. Seven foot anything in Call your in backyard. Call a cluster strike and grab a shield. <laughs> danger close. Danger close, danger close. Anyway. Quick, someone's approaching the FOB. Quick. <laughs> that's In your backyard, that's closer than approaching. It's in your FOB. Yeah, but imagine that. It's like, oh, there's someone in the backyard. <laughs> Fucking KOA. What are they doing? <laughs> uh, they look a little lost. Just a little. Sitting in a box. Anyway. What is it? <laughs> a square shaped. Square shaped. It was the anyway, precursor to an ice cream So truck. this person who really likes SWAT uniforms was wearing a visor or something shiny on its face because of the way the light glinted from its head area. You know what? The guy was probably wearing a fucking blast shield for arc welding. See, you reason this to make so much sense. <laughs> the guy's got a little fucking generator in a box. Which is probably Imagine a... if that was, it was their son, little Timmy, who I'm assuming their son's Timmy called little Timmy. Like... And he's probably like, you know what, I just want to fix the, what do they call it, the pen yard? Where the yeah. kettle have to walk through every day? What if little Timmy's like, oh shit, one of the bars looks pretty loose. So I'm so just going to sit masquer- here and fucking weld. So little Timmy is actually, actually a fitter and turner, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to suck and fix the fence. The fuck you doing, Sonny? That's the fucking arc welding. Fucking a K in. I can see your brain cells. Anyway. Alright. Second story, and I apologise. This one's going to get very... I know you don't like things hurting dogs, but the story's called Blue Balls Attack. Dogs Turned Into Butter. But the question is, was the newspaper article spreadable across two pages? Anyway. What a fucking title! Listen, blue balls attack, dogs right. turn to butter. Listen, I'm sorry again. I can't paraphrase this. I have to read it. They're gonna do it. Another eerie mm. phenomena soon began to play to plague the Shermans. The family started noticing glowing blue balls moving around the property. So in Australia, we get minion lights. They had max max lights because everything in America is to the max. Ooh. Ooh. So the balls gave off a crackling sound. Seemed intelligently controlled. That kind of cracking. I don't know, I wasn't there. Oh. He could either hover or move unbelievably fast. Pew! One evening, Meow. the Shermans watched as a blue ball approached one of their horses. Shit, their horses have blue balls now. Also, why aren't your horses in a pen at night? You know what? Because they're not stable. No, but seriously, I thought that's what you're supposed to do. Especially if you live in an area with, like, predators. <laughs> I mean, if weird shit's happening, wouldn't you protect your livestock? Oh no, Mr. Red's gone walkies in the back paddock. Don't worry, give him peanut butter. He'll be fine. Anyway. E.T. doesn't know how to ride a horse. He phoned home. The Shermans watch as a blue ball approach one of their horses. The light hovered within a foot of the horse's face, spooking it mightily. At a distance of ten feet, Gwen shined a flashlight on the blue globe and it retreated. (laughs) Retracted. No, it says retreated. Bug it off. He then approached Terry as if inspecting him. Tessa, I know what you're doing with your fucking scope. You're actually looking at the next door neighbor's wife. Ooh. <laughs> T. T. Tessa got busted and blamed it on fucking UFOs. <laughs> okay. So Terry described it as a glass ball about the size of a bas- baseball. And it appeared to contain two blue fluids, which intermingled with each other. As Terry told me with a slight tremble in his voice, 
That was the scaredest I've ever been in my life. Holy shit, it sounds like a fucking D&D commercial for Powerade. <laughs> Mountain blast. Later in the evening, the dreaded blue ball returned. This time it hovered in the face of a cow. <clears throat> Again, the globe retreated and the Sherman's three dogs, after some coaxing, took off chasing it in the snarling hot pursuit. So hang on a second. So they've got a horse. They've got some Cattle. dogs. They've got some cows with holy eyeballs and bowel problems. <clears throat> they've got a fucking... 80 by fucking sniper scope. And, you know... This is a, a very I tell good you what, outfit. Fucking skinwalker ranch. More like skywalker ranch. Because they could fucking shoot down a space station by the amount of heat that farm is packing. How can you even buy something that high power? What would you need that for on a farm? American citizenship. You're just saying because you're American you can just do whatever the hell you want. Look, ma... I bought myself okay, a fucking so tank. Okay, so in Australia, what's the most high power... Even living on a farm, working on a farm, what's the most high power calibre thing that Probably you can get? Probably a 303 get? or a 308. Oh, look. Pew. I shot something. Pew. You're not going to go out and go, yep, I'm going to fucking get a Ritec AMR and like blow up the shed, you know. Oh, obviously not getting a 50 cal. But I'm I just wish. saying to you, like... It's basically, okay, yeah, is it a hollow bore? No. Okay, we're just going to, oh, you got a sawn-off shotgun? Why? Oh, I don't know, in case, like, some alien tries to nick off with the ute. Um, <laughs> surprise! Bang, don't worry, I filled it with corn kernels. Anyway, so Gwen and Tezza, they watch as the dogs follow the glowing globe into the wooded area. They lost sight of the ball and then heard a piercing yelp. The three puppies did not return. Deciding that discretion was the better part of Vela, the Shermans decided to wait until morning to investigate. The next day, Gwen and Terry found three burned circles in the woods. In the centre of each circle, they discovered a greasy blob of what looked to be shortening or butter. The trees, had above, the trees above had burned rings and had a scorched appearance. According to Terry, the grass eventually grew back, but the tree limbs died. The butterized dogs were the final straw for Gwen and Terry. We just couldn't go on without our dogs, Terry said. Feeling that they could no longer guarantee the safety of their children, they decided to call it quits. They would have put the place up for sale and leave the Hellish Ranch. Sorry, they would put... They would put right. As, Tally le- t- Sorry. As Terry later said, there were some really odd things about the place we noticed when we moved in and we should have known something was wrong. The ranch's previous owners, who had no children, lived there since the 1930s. Mr. Meyer had died 15 years previously, and Mrs. Meyer had lived there by herself for seven or more years before she died. When the Shermans moved in, they had noticed heavy dog chains bolted by each of the four exterior doors. Ooh. The Shermans assumed the couple had a dog, which they had moved from chain to chain to keep it out of the sun. Terry inquired about the dog from a previous ranch hand. No, he was told. The Myers had four huge ferocious dogs, which they kept chained by each of the doors. In a scenario straight out of a Stephen King novel, the Shermans noticed another peculiar feature of the old place. Inside every door of the house was outfitted with a heavy deadbolt, and the centre of the house was a hallway area with its access doors bolted. In the hallway was a closet with a deadbolt on the inside of the closet door. Not bad. So, when a lot of people cover that part of the story, they say, are they keeping something out or something in? 
they're keeping something in. And so my thought is, they thought that if something would break in, they would be able to lock it in that room. Yeah. Retreat to another part of the house. And leave And lock themselves in that room. Yeah. And also, just in regards to your questions um, about calibre and stuff, Australia, you can own a twenty two. Zero point two two. Yep, just zero point two two. But the other thing too is we have little weapons like. Oh, that's a long rifle. Yeah, like a long, long barreled rifle. If you're looking for a shotgun, we're allowed to have lever action shotguns and break action shotguns. So it's not a self repeating. No. Weapon. So it's not auto. No, it's literally you got to break it, reload it. Lock so it, none break. of the guns allowed for Australian citizens are allowed to be auto. No, you're not allowed to run around with a G30. No, that's not what I'm asking. No, but that, in that sense, you can't have you the can't run auto. With, you can't run around with a semi-automatic weapon. Not even a semi. So even no. cops. Cops different because their handguns are, and then well, they upgraded. Are. I think it's like the G17 or something. Don't hold me to that. But no, they've upgraded from the Smith & Wesson to a... Well, Smith & Wesson revolver to a semi-automatic Glock. However, the Glocks can also be modified to be fully automatic. I... So you go single fight or yeah, semi. Yeah, 40 cal uh, Smith & Wesson semi-automatic pistol. Yeah. Self-loading. But still... magazine capacity of 15 rounds. And they're provisioned for a light tactical lighting system. But then again, if you were to hit... And that was a big deal in 2010 from memory because yeah. people were like, um, police should not be shoot to kill. It should be just to protect themselves. And Also, you know a little nasty trick you can do with... Um... You can put the first round in before you put the... No, no. What you do is you, you cut across the top of the actual head of the bullet. So then when it hits, spreads... Oh. Yeah, so that's why they say you're not allowed to use hollow points, because essentially when the you hollow point just, hits, it just bang. So if you it, shrapnel, yeah. So there you go. So essentially, Teza, you know, Teza was loaded, locked and loaded. Teza had his Tezza own little was... armory. He, yeah, the Shermans, they had, they must have owned a tank. Far out. Okay. So after they decided to sell, uh, Teza fell into a conversation with a group of Indians who worked at the local water department. And how racist is this? The Indians. Idiot. That's how they respond. They, you know, not locals, not anything respectful. Uh, the Indians told Terry that they had formed a pool to take bets on how long the Shermans would last on the ranch. The longest guess was a year and a half. They lasted two. A local Indian shaman friend of Terry's told him that there were tribal songs about the spirits and spooks of the ranch area going back 10 generations. The shaman said that the area was considered unholy ground and was on the path of the skinwalkers. Among the stream of curiosity seekers to the ranch in the Sherman's final days was a man who identified himself as a naval intelligence officer from North Carolina. The polite Navy man sympathised with their situation and had a great interest in reviewing their photos and videos. Another man who wasn't so polite lurked around their property in a four-wheel drive and Tezza noticed that he had different plates every time he saw it. He had an angry confrontation with the guy, took a man's photo, and after doing a little detective work on his own, determined that the man was an agent with the, an agent with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations out of Hill AFB. There you go. 
The Sherman spent their last day on ranch rounding up cattle, and by the late evening they were bone tired. They locked all the doors and saw their children to bed. Gwen and Terry took hot showers and then fell into a deep sleep. Next morning, they awoke to find their bedding covered with blood. They both had a one-eighth inch scoop mark in the same place on their right thumbs. Okay, weird. The ranch from hell had managed to tick them one last time. Selling the ranch had posed a dilemma. For, trick, sorry. Uh, selling the ranch had posed a dilemma for the Shermans. We don't. We didn't want to put anyone at risk. Terry said, at the suggestion of several different researchers, the Shermans were put in touch with the Allo. Sorry, Las Vegas millionaire Robert Bigelow, who in recent years had invested substantial amounts of money in UFO-related research. In September of 1996, the deal was finalised. Bigelow brought the ranch for less than the Shermans paid for it. How fucking rude is that? Yeah. Uh, Terry also sold Bigelow a sledge herd of cattle and was hired as an overseer for the operation. As part of the deal, the Shermans signed a non-disclosure agreement which barred them from making any further statements about the ranch or their experiences. So they got less than 200k? Yes. Literally less than... No, no, no. Uh, Bigelow bought it for 200k. Yeah. Right? No. They bought it for more than 200k. Yeah. So he's a billionaire. Yeah. About what? to profit, quote unquote, profit off the ranch. Yeah. He eventually sold it for two, over 2.5 million bucks. Yeah. But he only gave them 200,000 bucks. What a jib. Uh, and they relocated to a ranch 20 miles away. So, yes. Um, there's another story that I read. And it was... Um, so, the one that it covered was... They... It was during the day. This is the Shermans. And they were, like, doing their ranch work that they needed to do and they see a massive wolf walk up to them yeah and so it looked friendly so they decided to pat it yeah as you do a wild animal why not you just pat it right yeah would you do that no no would you let your kids do that no no and so they have this wolf and they're patting it and then it happened to be near a pen yeah. that was carry that held uh, a baby cow. Yeah. Um hold on, let me find it again. I can't remember what anyway. So yeah, this wolf comes up. It looks at a baby it looks at the baby cow because the baby cow is sticking its head out through the bars of the walls, gate, whatever the hell you call it. Yeah. And the wolf grabs it. Right? Yep. And so the family try to pull the dog, the, the wolf, off the cow. Yeah. It doesn't work. With his high power rifle. Sorry, no. He had a pistol. Yeah. Shoots it. Nothing happens. Right? It, it, it isn't. And then they start to notice how much the wolf smells. Yeah. He runs to get his high power rifle, comes back, shoots it, takes a chunk of it out. Nothing happens. Jeez. 
heavy duty wolf. Like point blank. Yeah. Nothing happens. And then like they're all there trying to get it off the cow. And then it just walks off. Wow. That's some psycho shit right there. Yeah. Well, Wolfenstein. That's some uh maybe you put like the wrong rounds in. Because honestly, if you shot a wolf point blank with those kind of rounds, it would fuck it up. Well, the theory was that was a skinwalker. Going after the... No, it was just there. Hmm. There you go. But that didn't go too well. No. Um. So, yeah. And then, I guess I kind of went to jump back into um so the thing with the bigelow investigative group and all the activities that they had with the government depend like the defense sub departments is all of their work is either classified or what's the other word another c word can't remember but basically it can't be released confidential Classified yeah. or confidential, right? Okay. So none of this stuff will ever come out between the stuff they did between 96 and 2015. Apparently the Bigelow group, though, they did allegedly deploy investigators five or ten um, day tours at a time. Uh, they had night watches and they were equipped with Gen 3 or better night vision equipment and thermographic images and all equipment had to be easily portable to transport around the ranch really quickly. Um, they had continuous boots on the ground interviewing and re-interviewing witnesses over many years, and they used investigators to knock on doors and cold call in a grid pattern extending a couple of miles around the ranch epicenter to assemble a picture of events in the area. And when investigating cattle mutilations, they decided to have an accredited veterinarian standing over the animal within a few hours of the incident in the summer and within 24 hours a day during the winter. And a forensic analysis, including analytical chemistry, was conducted on tissues surrounding the wounds. And then allegedly, by late 2013, over 530 separate anomalies involving over 150 witnesses had been recorded on and around the Utah ranch and stored within Bigelow's aerospace database. Mm. So, when the ranch changed hands to another billionaire, um, Brandon Fugel, uh, he's Utah-based in Salt Lake City, I think. Um, is it Salt Lake City? That's yep. In Utah? yep. Uh, he's a real estate mogul and tech investor, and he wanted his team to record everything and uh, acquire as much evidence as possible. Um, and look, I'm not going to say that their evidence that they showed in the show was fake, but their timeline and description of evidence that they provided was inaccurate. Rightly so. And I'm getting to that. So, in our show notes, I have some screenshots here, right? So, this first thing is actually a screen grab that I took of a video, but I wasn't going to embed a whole video, yeah. if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. So, it says, images captured on the 19th of January, 2018, at approximately 1.41am. And so, that rocky outcrop that you see, with what look like city lights on it, yeah. that's the basin ridge wall. Yeah. So, that's not a cityscape. That's the actual rocky... Basin yeah. wall, 
Right. And if that's been all rocks and stuff, and that's been exposed to the sun a lot, it's going to be hot. So obviously scorpions and stuff. That's what I thought, right? But anyway, so in the... Sh- or fungi. Or yeah, something. like something bioluminescent, right? Yeah. Like scorpions. Yeah. And so they open up and they're like, and this is in the first episode, and they're like, this is the first piece of evidence we got. It was a 500-foot section of the Skinwalker Ridge. That's what they call the Utah Basin Wall there. But they call it the Skinwalker Ridge because it is on the property. Right? And like, they also call it a mesa. And like, the mesa that surrounds three-quarters of the ranch was illuminated and like the patches change. Like the areas of that uh, 500-foot section like would light up or whatever right and like switch off switch on switch off he was recorded on a camera positioned at the back right of the sherman house facing the west west aspect of the ridge and uh, this is where i'm like now i look at that photo and i think bioluminescence of some sort whether it's bugs or scorpions (laughs) yeah and then they're like okay so (laughs) one year later in video recorded on the 23rd of December 2018 at approximately 5.52pm, they captured columns of light that shone from the ridge in that same area, that same section of ridge, a column of light shone into the sky and it was fracturing in the clouds. What, so someone had a floodlight? Well... They debunked that because there's nothing on the other side of the ridge except more more dirt. Yeah. Right. And then this is where shit gets weird, right? Because I just told you that the earliest footage that they captured evidence was on the 19th of January 2018. And then they're like, oh. And then on the 23rd of December 2017. But they said that that January footage was the first thing they captured. So what's the truth? Yeah. Right? What are your real timestamps? So then they're like, in this third piece of evidence, video recorded on the 23rd of December 2017 at 4.42pm, sorry, am. there was an object in the same stretch of the basin wall, an object in the sky with its lights on travels from left to right and it disappears behind the ridge. Yeah. Um, it was travelling at the speed of a thousand foot a second. Yeah. They estimated. So Mac one. Uh, apparently, it's something too fast to be man-made. Righto. And it's not consistent with flight data showing commercial or private air traffic. It wasn't on the transponder records. Righto. Yeah. Um. All very dodgy. So, in the History Channel series, they said that they wanted um, the owner said that he wanted this group of people to come out onto the ranch to get a fresh perspective. And to have them implement rigorous scientific protocols because they're actual scientists. And that because the ranch behaves differently for different people, he wanted to see how it would go with these guys, right? And um, because Brandon has so much money, his brother is his pilot. um, And they casually fly him out to the ranch from Salt Lake City to the ranch in a Eurocopter EC-130. And I'm like, that's a beautiful chopper, right? Um, It only costs like two point, nearly three million Australian bucks. Nice. Nothing. Nothing much. Not at all. Chump change, bruh. Chump change. You don't have that lying around in your wallet? Fucking chump change. That's that chopper that's behind the fence in the alien whereby it has a picture I showed you. So, yes. um, These guys are like, okay. It looks very similar to the one out of COD. Yeah, I'll let you mention it. 
So they go to this ridge that was lit up on the camera, mm-hmm. and then they're like, yo, let's look at, let's measure the microwave, you know, the EMF fields. And the sieverts. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, we have dangerous levels of transient, you know, microwave fields, and the higher up we're climbing, the higher the radiation is getting, and this isn't found in nature. There are no cell phones, tower, you know, around the property, and um, they use two separate readers, units, whatever you want to call them, to record this data. And then they're like, oh my god, you know what we should do? We should rig up some meters and tape them to some known hot spots and have them record data 24-7 so we can monitor over a long period of time. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? And then they pull their own cat out of the bag. And to me, this is the most plausible thing of all. Remember how I said that it is a triangle with yeah. Roswell? Yeah. And it's like it's at the top. Yeah. Roswell's the bottom right corner. And the bottom left corner is Area 51. Yeah. You know how they were doing atomic bomb testing at Area 51? Yeah. The wind pushes up. Yeah. Into Utah. So, what they said is that maybe (laughs) the bomb testing, all that subatomic particles traveling in the air were carried, all the decaying products. Were carried up towards Utah and just dumped. That's why. It's and all because there's up. a ridge, it's, it's just sitting there. Yeah. All right. So they're just picking up trace elements of radiation, decaying products. Yeah. For it. also too the wolves, perhaps they're just all mutated. mutated. Yeah. So the guys like, okay, we know, like it's documented, it's reported in the literature what the decaying products of that test site were yeah we can measure them and compare them they never covered that what the results were of that in the show so i don't know maybe they didn't because they were and they didn't want to scare the public about how far yeah the products had actually traveled and then i'm thinking like okay what was happening during that time like who lived at the ranch could they have been experiencing radiation sickness and it wasn't like supernatural causes and then it makes sense because when people are disturbing the earth, whether it's like digging a building, that would trigger another transient event because, again, you're... Breathing and radiation. Yeah, you're resuspending. And that would be why people were feeling dizzy and shit. Exactly, right? Um, and then at the same time, apparently that area, that basin, not just the Skinwalker Ranch, but they have a lot of, like, miscarried births. Yeah, and it's do like, it. okay, that is also, I guess, it's not really evidence, but... It leans more towards that fact. Um, and then the comparison, like superstition here, is like, this isn't white man land. Like, you're disturbing spirits. Um, are you digging, you know, we know it's the Skinwalker cursed, curse, you know, it's cursed land and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, that's when they re-interviewed the guy who had the goose egg on his head. Um, and... Yeah, they found out that his skull had separated from his skull and the doctors didn't know what caused it and they didn't know how to fix it so they just let it pass on its own. Yeah. And that showed a picture of like his x-ray in the show and look at it, dude. It looks really fucking weird. Yeah. It just looks like a subdural hematoma. Yeah, except it's not on the brain. It's like between the skull and the skin. Yeah. So this guy was a super, is the superintendent of the ranch. Um... And so he was in a small cave. It's not really... It's like a little dissension. Yeah. Like into a thing. It's not really a cave cave. Yeah. Um, but you can, they, he calls it the sinkhole. And you can fit three people into it. And he's like... 
that's where I was when I think I got it. And he says that if you walk in there um, and when you come out of it, you experience extreme vertigo and nauseousness. And that would lean more towards the fact that there's radioactive or decay lack products. Of oxygen. True. High CO2, maybe yeah. methane. Yeah. Sulfur. Like gas, um, like reservoirs yeah. underneath. So the, perme- the, the gas is permeating out of the rocks. Yeah. Um, and then so he's like, oh, I was f- hiking around Homestead too, and I noticed that it was here. And so apparently there's a cavity that travels further into the earth. So like there's a, two large rocks, and around the surrounding smaller rocks there's a gap. It kind of looked like a quadrangle triangle looking thing, right? It was like a, yeah. what do you call that? Is it a rhombus? Yeah. Where it's like a, sh- a shifted rectangle? Yep. And they're like, oh, we've got a cavity here, but we don't know how long, how far down it goes. But we can feel air being pushed through, which means that on the other side, there Something has to... Is... Yeah, f- yeah, you know, or it's air coming out, like you said, from uh, underground... So it's a pressure release. Yes, of some sort. And then they're like, okay, we should test this. So they get some guys from Qualtech, not Caltech, Qualtech, right. environmental, and they do a full radiation sweep. And they get a very high heat on their volatile organic compound or VFC levels. Uh, to the tune of 3,700 3, parts per billion, which is a very high abnormality. Um, and they found that it plumed with the ventilation of the cave and then disappeared. So again, yeah, it leads to what you're saying. So they're like, oh, it's kind of gone. It's normal now. Let's climb in the cave. Okay. And then they pull in the radio frequency meter and it blows off the chart when they place the antenna in the gap. Nice. Um, and then suddenly all the batteries of the devices that they brought into the cave deplete. Ironically. Yes. And then so we get into the next episode and they majestically find a sealed room underneath the Sherman's house. Oh, nice. Um, next door to the basement, but beneath the house. So it's like, okay. a, it's like part of the basement, so but it's like sealed off. It's like a fallout off. shelter. It was like, you know how people have under the house things? Like cellars and shit. Yeah, except it was sealed off. Yeah. So um, they punch a hole through it just to feed a camera through and they realise it's dry. It hadn't been disturbed with the remnants of ash on the floor. And it led them to believe that they were cremated remains. Ooh, they had a cook-off. Yes. Basement cook-off party. They collect some of it, look at it under a dissection microscope and saw small animal bone fragments and mummified skin. Well, maybe it was where the um, the witch was controlling the skinwalkers from. Under the Sherman house. Maybe the dried skin was from their thumbs and the animals to, to create a warning okay. to haunt the house. Ooh. So they say, you know what makes great sense is yep. if we decide to bring in some cattle. And they chose cows and alpacas. Yep. And they put them in the old fencing of the Sherman farm. No? So they can see how the... The cattle and how the ranch behave. After a couple of hours, the cows seem to be very agitated. They're all huddled together. And then, bum, 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 you'd never guess what happened. They spot a UFP. Wow, magical. The guy runs in and he's their chief scientist and he's like, oh my God, it's not on our radar. It's not on our transponder. Pity they don't have Tez's fucking 80 by 60 fucking lens. I know. (laughs) Tez was ahead of his time. So they're like, oh my God, we're seeing spikes of energy on our gamma gamma energy reader Uh, at the same time, right? Yeah. 
Um, and then the astrophysicist who we're supposed to be following, right? He's like, you know what? Maybe Skinwalker Ranch is on one side of a wormhole. And the energy is focusing to a point above the ranch. Because remember how they were crawling higher up the ridge and the higher up they held the yeah. higher, you know, radiation or shit that they got, EMF. And the owner said, oh, so first they know nothing because it's all been classified and confidentially stamped. And yeah. then the owner is like, oh, my God. And the previous owner told us the government was reporting portals to different places. And so they were working, walking around Homestead 1, right? Sorry, Homestead 2 and, like, the first place that was built. And they would see portals in the house and different worlds and people uh. and animals on the other side of the portal, <laughs> right? So, first of all, you're telling us that they all signed NDAs. Bigelow didn't let anyone say anything. It was all stamped confidential and classified, yet the new owner is saying, oh, the previous owner told us that the government reported seeing portals to different places in different worlds in Homestead 1. 2, sorry. Uh. And it's like, so what's your story? Wait, that sounds like the actual game, Homestead. I don't have... Oh, are you talking about Homefront? Sorry, Homeworld. I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway, so what's the truth, right? And then so they're like, you know what we should do? We should get a design some ground penetrating radar, which I thought that they already had. I thought that was called the Bunker Buster. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. I'm sorry, ground penetrating radar. It's apparently similar to Sonar. It looks like a little lawnmower, minus the catcher. And you literally just push it. <laughs> and like sonar, it bounces sound and it gets the reading back to discern shapes, right? Um, so yeah, transverse radio waves, they hit a solid object, they bounce back, and that's what you use to visualize this, the object as is sonar. And then they test soil resistivity, which does the exact same thing. But what you do is you use metal poles, you dig them into the ground, you connect them with wires... And then you change the charge of the current you're putting between the wires. And then that will plunge the charge deeper into the ground. So you can see things like at deeper levels, if that makes sense, like changing levels. And then we're going to compare the two things. Yeah. So um, so they both do the exact same thing, but they're different methods of doing so. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, guess you wouldn't know it. Would You wouldn't be able to guess, but suddenly the batteries are either depleted or completely dead. Very much did. And the guy from the technology, from the company is like, oh, I charged these last night. No one has switched them on. I'm like, okay, dude. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, they're like, oh, now we can't do both tests in the same place. We're going to have to work at separate tests. And then when one person finds something, we'll bring over the other technology to the other side. Right? So, dun da da dun they start to see dome features underground ranging from 8 to 24 feet below the surface. And then they look at the map and they can see that it's the same area that they were having issues with the drone because earlier in the episode they sent a guy to get drone shots and the drone died. Right. Dun, dun, dun. Very okay. bad, you know, work of charging cameras and shit. Faulty. They can't even afford proper equipment. Well, dun, dun, dun. Dun, I must have got it from the US military. So, so, they show us a picture of what the the green lines went there. They drew the green lines, posted it. Right? And so they have what look like blips, 
metal objects that are diffracting the sound waves, right? Yeah. And so they put green lines. They look like, what would you call them? Hyperbole. Hyperbolies, yeah. Hyperbolies, that's it. A couple intersect, but they look like a mountain, like a kid would draw a mountain range. Yeah. Right? From afar. And then the astrophysicist is like, you know what? We should put a dot in the center of each of those hyperboles. And then we should draw them together. Because we know the direction that the line's going to. You know what I mean? You know the positioning. And then would you look at that? When he drew them together, made a constellation that looks like a a robot. A robot robot as in R-O-W-B-O-A-T. And then they're like, oh my God, this thing's about a thousand feet long, which is like 305 meters long. And then they're like, oh my God, we have to dig. And then they're like, but we don't want to dig because whenever we dig, someone gets sick and I don't want to risk people getting sick. And then they're like, okay, but what if we tell the owner that we'll draw, drill cores, you know, how you, and you pull out the dirt, yeah. with the drill bit that was there. And then the owner's like, it's okay, I can get behind that. But if it's any danger to you guys, I want to stop this immediately. So they decide to drill a core at the point that was closest to the surface. But at first, they install security cameras in the area. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, um, dun. And I'm not going to tell you anything because nothing comes from it. <laughs> <laughs> Except for when they're drilling the second, like at the second or third point, um, it was too tough for, the, for them to drill down into and they didn't want to risk the drill bit. But there was no, there was no, like, they did it at a certain, like, so they drill for a bit, pull out that core, yep. measure it to see if there were any readings, which there weren't, and kept drilling and stuff. No readings. But they abandoned drilling because they didn't want to risk the drill bit breaking. Right. When it hit something. So, it wasn't until... And this is the part that really disgusted me. Right? It wasn't until a third of the way through episode six. And we're talking about an eight episode season. Yeah. So, over three quarters. What is six out of eight times by a hundred? 75%. Thank you. 75% 75% of a season is done and dusted. And then they're like, you know what? Now we should bring in the Native Americans. Where this whole curse is supposed to center around them and their people. Yep, let's mess with them. Now we should bring them in. After we've speculated and lied and bullshitted our way through. Right? So they immediately show no regard for mythical and spiritual explanations, right? Uh, and then the gentleman that they bring on to explain skinwalkers, even though they're not supposed to talk about skinwalkers if they're real believers, uh, says that they're coyote-like, and that's a direct translation. Like, we say skinwalkers in English, and I'm leaving an attempt to butcher the word that they use, uh, that the um, Ute use to describe it. But yeah. if you translate the word that the Ute used to, de- to say skinwalker, translates to coyote. Yeah. Like, coyote-like. Um, and this guy is Ute spiritual leader Larry Sespooch. And he said that his tribe also believes that something not of this world is causing this phenomena. And then he says that the... the Sorry. The owner says that the skinwalker is a witch. Sorry. Yes. In the documentary. They then interviewed the owner, Brandon. He's like, 
the skinwalker is a witch and it puts on a skin and then it's a completely different thing to what the and you know it's yeah the witch puts on the skin of the animal and then becomes that animal and then again that's completely different to what they said in Zach Baggins's episode of Ghost Adventures when they're like it's the witch that's conjuring these things but then again he interviewed the Navajo who put the quote-unquote put the curse on the ute yeah and on the tv the this tv show i watched they spoke to the ute okay so yeah who knows it is what it is um and then i found out because i did even more digging is that they do an even bigger disrespect in the show when the owner the current owner brandon is talking about like they would put on the skins and travel around wearing the skins they would show pictures of dancing ceremonies where tribes would wear wolf or coyote-like masks and they were like, that's what they did to deter skinwalkers. And then you look at people who are actual members of the tribe saying, no, that's just a dance. Yeah. Has nothing to do with skinwalkers. One stupid white person has just taken that image. And, and used like, it for their own storytelling. Yes, to fit the white person narrative. Yeah. There you go. And then they're like, uh, they talk to Larry Cesspool, and they're like, Larry, can you say a blessing for us so none of us get hurt? And Larry's like, uh, before they start to dig, you know, can you bless the land for us? And Larry's like, okay, I'll do that for you. Um, so he lays some tobacco, and seriously, I got chills watching this part. And he's like, uh, he lays some tobacco, and he asked for understanding and that nobody be harmed or affected during their dig. Um, and he was talking to the creator, which is their version of... I don't want to narrow it down, but it's like their version of God. Is... You know what I mean? That's what they... Yep. Yeah, you got that? Yep. yep. Sense make? Okay. And then I was thinking... And this is my own notes as I'm watching this. And I'm like... I think that it's so disrespectful when people draw away from the history of the land and its people. And that they hardly mention any of the land's pre-colonization history. I would like it to be a bigger focus of the series. Yep. And that's all we get. Just nothing. Right? That's all we get. Anyway, so they're drilling. Right? I already told you that. There's no radiation. Um, it's just siltstone. And then, yeah. Suddenly, the caretakers rush to them and say, the cattle have been hurt. And I'm sorry, these are going to be some gross, yeah. really disturbing looking images. One of the poor alpacas has been attacked. And then they have to call a vet. Uh, Candace, one of the caretakers, says she saw wolves. And suddenly they're talking about coyotes because everything before was about wolves, right? Yeah, so now it's coyotes. So now it's coyotes. And it's like, oh, I think I saw coyotes eating it alive. A coyote. And she's like, oh, these injuries, they weren't dissection-like, you know. Um, the alpaca's going to be okay. They stitched him up. And then they're like, let's have a look at the cameras. And conveniently, the camera that pans the pen went down before the attack. But they were able to hear the noise and commotion of the attack on another camera that was on the back of one of the ranch vehicles. Right, okay. And you can hear that the thing was in so much distress. Yeah. And all you see of it is like the legs, the, the thighs, and the back of the, alpa the, the llama, alpaca, whatever the hell. 
And that's it. And like, oh my god, look at the coyote chasing. And I'm like, all I see is grass. Right. So I took a pic. I took a screenshot of it. Right. I put it in preview, and like, I expanded the image, turned up the brightness, turned down the brightness, made it black and white. Did everything I could possibly do. Threw all the filters on it to try and see what they were talking about. Didn't see shit, dude. It looked like someone got into a pen, spooked it, chased it around a little bit, but didn't appear on camera. Like they knew where the frame. The pan camera pan was. Does that make sense? Yep. But again, that's just me. So then, like, okay, we're gonna rig up some more cameras, and then like, let's record the acoustics in the room that I told you about that they found in the basement. Um, and they're like, oh my god, we can hear people walking above it in the house, even though it's literally underneath the floorboards of the house. Yeah. Oh my god, we can pick up footsteps and closing doors. And then suddenly, a chopper starts to hover over the property. And you guessed it, it has a Skyball camera on it. Wow. And they check the transponder, but the chopper doesn't have any details. They turn their their transponder off. The ranch couldn't get a read. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Mysterious. I know. Too mysterious. This is some mysterious shit. Like, imagine... I couldn't make this up. I'm trying to tell you as much information. Like, I know it's slightly spoilery, but please don't spend the money on the series like I did to cover this episode. That's why I'm trying to, like, tell you the meat and the bones of this thing. And then suddenly, guess what happens? A cow is found dead. Oh, no. I don't know. It feels terrible. Uh, It had no markings. There were no tracks or signs of a struggle. Suddenly, they're measuring around the cow and their EMF readers go off. And all the readings from microwave and up on the frequency are higher than normal. So they have to leave the site. And then they suddenly go down as soon as the vet is on premises. And uh, the vet does a mini autopsy and says that the cause of death was stress-induced pneumonia. Right? So first they say that the animal, she got stressed... And that exacerbated the pneumonia that was already present in her life. She was only two years old. Right? Poor cow was only two years old. So allegedly she already had pneumonia. And then the stress of that something had caused her to pass away. Right? And then they're saying, no, 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 no. The shock of whatever she saw caused her to get pneumonia. And then she died because of the stress of the pneumonia. Aliens. And then I'm thinking, if one cow in the herd of 40 has pneumonia... There's a chance... At I'm least not... one yeah. of the others would have pneumonia. Yep, yep. Can I just ask, how... Whoops. How does a how, cow get no, pneumonia? No, what's that word I'm looking for? Infectious. Is cow pneumonia. Is... I hear it moves along. Those cows had beef. It distributed to... Blah, 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 blah. Contagious. Okay, there you go. Quite contagious. Cowtagious. It can't give me... I'm looking for... Very contagious for cows. Yeah, apparently it's contagious. Right? It can be treated. Well, you can't... You can... Like manage the fever um, and stuff, but you can treat it like 
that you have to give it an antibiotic and you have to penetrate blood and supply tissue rapidly um, and stuff so it can be done it's just you have to get on it real quick and I don't even think you can sell meat like you can't sell cattle that have had infections can no, you no, you, you have to burn them off yeah so it's a loss and you can't breed them and even if you did breed them you have to yeah and you can't like milk them and sell their milk and stuff like that from memory no so yeah then this is where if you didn't think that their science was already top tier peer review right evidence based they decide to bring Linda Linda sorry Linda Moulton Howe, who's an investigative journalist wow. who has spent decades reporting cattle mutilations. Wow, good on them. And um, she says that typical cow mutilations, when the cow passes away, it's obviously, it falls to its side, right? And then it has a sky-facing eye, so the eye that's pointing up and the eye that's pointing into the ground, because obviously it falls on its side when it passes away. And she says that the sky-facing eye, so the eye that's pointing up, um, and that ear on that side of the head are always gone with surgical precision. And then she shows them Birds. some of the... Listen, we can't be too sceptical. So she shows them... Sorry, they show her some of the footage that they captured. And wouldn't you know it, the cow is sitting there on the ground and as it... Suddenly, there's a UFP on the left of the screen and it... A thousand feet a second is suddenly above the cow and the cow reacted while she was sitting there and she puts the leg out to try and get up. So wait, so they've put... So she reacted to the UFP. Wait, so they've got a transponder in them. It's a bionic cow. And then they're like, oh my God, maybe the cow wasn't mutilated because we got there so fast that we prevented a cattle mutilation. Right. Now, um... I'm going to be that person, but I took a screenshot of what was on the screen when they showed the evidence to her, quotation mark. So you see at the bottom, do you see the cow? Yeah. That black dot with pixels yeah. behind the fence by a yeah. tree stump. Right above her in a circle of light at the UFP. It's behind the trees and like further back. Exactly. How far back behind that? That's at least two, three, four, five, six kilometers. Yeah. You have no, you have no, no way of measuring that because there's no, there's no, hold on, what is it? It's Y, it's Y, it's Z, no, hold on, stop this, Stephanie. It's Y, X, and then the depth of the photo would be Z. Z. There is nothing there. No. You have no rulers to measure that. No. Like you said, that could be 10, 15, 20 kilometers back. That could, to me, it looks like a helicopter, but just very far away. That's their helicopter. But what the hell am I going to say about that? Yeah, exactly. So then they decide, you know what? We have enough evidence. We're pausing on data collection. We need to analyze all the data we have thus far. <laughs> uh, and different. so a month later, they decide to have a meeting in the owner's uh, Salt Lake City uh, office with the Attorney General of Utah, Sean Ooh. Reyes, because he asked to be briefed. Sure he did. So, they then show him a map of all the radio frequencies of the basin wall. You know that basin ridge? Apparently, they're radiating from the ridge up into the sky, right? The brighter they are, the more energy is there. Okay. And they say they're parallel waves of energy. 
and they say that the ones in the center of the ridge are so focused and that means that there has to be a big concentration of energy above the ranch high in the sky way above and across the mesa wall mesa think this is as a is it not the thing jaja would want to go to <laughs> Oh, so, um, that's the end of the episode, and they made it open-ended as if they were going to do a season two, but I haven't heard any news about that. Yep. If you desperately want me to watch season two of the show, I could do it. Could do it. I could. Yeah, give us a DM. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was the show. Then we, I want to talk about Shaman Healer Michael Robishaw. And he says that there's even more to the base scenario than legend suggests. And he says that there might be an international doorway to another realm. He thinks it's a portal because the spiritual basis of Native American rituals of ancient origin suggests that um, it was so old that even the tribal elders don't have the whole story of it. Like, it predates their people. Right. Um... And then one scientist claims to have discovered rods made from element 115, which we all know doesn't originate on Earth. I want to do a whole separate topic, like episode on yeah. element 115. Maybe it's like, you know, where they get the deposits of MK Ultra from. Ooh. Uh, and this same guy says that he had worked at Area 51 on reverse engineering, um, where they'd accumulated over 300 pounds of this material, but that's a separate story. Actually, we've already covered that. Yep episode about Area 51 if you want to go listen to that so yes um, no one knows if it's extraterrestrials keeping tabs on us or if it's a portal to another dimension and if weird creatures can travel to and from our world um, I've already spoken about how the basin has a higher than normal rate of stillborn babies um, which lends like weight towards the you know radiation from the Nevada test site theory, but also at the same time, um, it is Native American. There is a reservation there, and we all know they don't have the same access to healthcare as right. normal white privileged women like myself. So it would make sense that there's a higher. You could it all could also it's not a cause and effect relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is no correlation. Um, it could also be because they don't have access to proper health care that they have a higher rate of stillborn babies. Does that make sense, yeah, what I'm saying? Um, so a lot of people say that, no, we don't think it's the pollution. Some people say that there's poor air quality. Um, and then everyone needed to ask, why are they researching stuff there to begin with? Like, what was seen? Yeah. What hasn't been released uh, for, to make people, to make the government believe that they needed to spend $22 million to research this ranch? There must have been something. Yeah, and then so they talk about who was on this Bigelow ownership program bullshit, right? And apparently um, they funded, privately funded, meaning part of the $22 million that they were granted from the US government, eight full-time and five part-time employees, which were PhD or DVM scientists, a retired FBI investigator, sorry, retired FBI investigators, and um, yeah... And then, um, at the time, Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies, they had 55 full-time PhD scientists, engineers... So, this is Bigelow himself. Yeah. He employed and staffed full-time on the ranch. 55 PhD scientists. That's literally half of my department at uni. 
Yeah. That's... Across the plethora of disciplines. That's a lot. Right? Engineers, retired military intelligence, law enforcement investigators, analysts, translators, security. And also people to run the ranch itself. Yeah. To maintain the cattle that they had out there. Um, so, I need to know your thoughts. Well, I think they've seriously mixed up Skinwalker Ranch with Skywalker Ranch. Um, because they've definitely forced a lot of dodgy shit onto the scientific community. Um, I feel like, one, they've completely disrespected the Native Americans. Two, it's all bullshit. Three, they see some fucking bioluminescence and some lights in the skies and everyone loses their shit. I think it's all just... I I reckon... Radiation fallout over time caused a lot of these problems. That's causing the sickness and stuff of the animals because obviously, you know, look at the wolves around um, Chernobyl. Yeah, and the mushrooms and shit that are toxic. They're big and they're, you know, they look crazy. So obviously there's been some mutation going on. Apparently there's a whole documentary about the wolves. Yeah. And apparently they're crossbreeding with... Like, the, the mutations are spreading outward. Yeah. Um, kind of like cane tones code yeah. as they cross-mate because the population is... Yeah, they're hybridizing and yeah. it's now spreading. And you think it's about it, population Europe. immunity, which is kind of scary. So, yeah, no, I think it's all a little bit bullshit. Okay, so if I had to, my thoughts. If I'm going for a supernatural... Lens, yeah. I will 100% get behind the Skinwalker curse. Yeah. Right? That, if that can't cause it, nothing can. But still, the concept of the curse is pretty cool from a certain I, point of view. Scary. They shouldn't have had to go through the shit that they went through to generate the curse to begin with. Yeah. If you want to really. I'm not saying I get behind Zach Baggins in Ghost Adventures and I'm saying it's real, but just watch the first 10 15 minutes of the Skinwalker Canyon episode. Just to get the elders, just to listen to the elders talk about it or say, I refuse to talk about it yeah. because, um, you know, they, they, they fear it. Yeah. And they say, if someone actually believes in it, they're not going to tell you about it. No. Just the fear and the, the lady, the witch lady who blessed them. Well, I don't, I don't want to use the word blessed because that's more about Christianity and shit. But she, yeah. she put them through the ceremony that she did to send them off so they'd be safe, right? Yeah. And her talking about it. Yeah. That shit spooks me that stuff out. Yeah. That's the side that I... Out of the two sides, that's the direction that I take. Yeah. Right? That the shaman is controlling the animals. And bringing them through or whatever, if that's... I'm not saying I believe this the supernatural side. Yeah. And then I thought ley lines. And if you don't know what ley lines are, um, allegedly... Anything that's supernatural in this world, for example, Area 51, Roswell, New Mexico, I think may also be on it. I can't remember. Uh, I know Stonehenge is, and a ton of other stuff. There are maps, alleged maps, of magic lines that you can draw between sites of magic around the world. Okay. Right? So let me give you a good... It's spelled L-E-Y, and then second word being lines. And then it's like, ley lines refer to straight alignments drawn between various historic structures and prominent landmarks, uh, arguing that they were deliberately structured, 
along um, to connect like supernatural stuff. And so I will say they're very focused in like the UK, uh, Europe. There's a couple, like there's one in Moscow. Um, the, the pyramids also fall like Gaza. Yeah. Three, you know the pyramid, the Great Pyramid of Giza. Sorry, falls on it and stuff. And so they cross-link specific. Like we have one. Uluru is the Australian one, right? It's a historical site and stuff like that. In Indonesia, it's Mount Kilas, I think. Oh, sorry, in Tibet, it's Mount Kilas. In um, and so there's a whole theory. I guess, again, that's another separate episode. So the idea is that these are lines of magic that connect areas of historically some sites that we use for supernatural means or whatever. For yeah. example, Stonehenge. And then I checked and the ranch isn't on any of those ley lines. So I debunked my own theory. Yeah. Um, but yes, I think it's nuclear fallout. Yeah, fallout. All that nuclear fallout. And that's why they didn't release that information about it no, because then the public could get... Yeah. Freaked out about it. That's why. And they went, no. Nah. No. Nah. There you go. So, yes. Um, that is it. If you would like to buy the Secret of the Skin, Skinwalker Ranch, which I don't necessarily think was worth the eighteen ninety nine I paid for it. Well, that's US bucks, to be honest. You can buy in uh, standard or high. I got it in high definition because I knew I needed to take screenshots yep. for the for this podcast. Um, it's classed as drama, reality TV. Yeah, definitely drama. So it's eight episodes from the History Channel. Came out earlier this year. Um, you can get it on your PC, mobile device, or Xbox Three Sixty. Um, and description for the first time ever, history being the History Channel is gaining full, unprecedented access to one of the most infamous and secretive hotspots of paranormal and UFO-related activities on Earth: Skinwalker Ranch. Woo! PG rated thirteen. In total, the eight episodes are five hours thirty-five minutes. And I will tell you, after episode three, I watched them at two <laughs> two times speed. Yeah. And how did your brain feel after that? Honestly, I watched it not this weekend, but the weekend before. Over, like, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And I added it to the rest of my notes. Yay. Um, there are no reviews. I wonder why. So, I'm thinking of leaving one. Yeah, do it. And um, even if other... See, if another season came out... This is just a season pass for season one. Oh, so geez. I would have to spend... Not that I'm saying I wouldn't do it for the sake of what the hell are they doing in season two. Yeah. But that's another $19 for season two. Yeah, very much so. And you think because it was digital it would be cheaper because they don't have to package a DVD and have to no, deal expensive. with those costs? But it is what it is. Wow. They're going to make their, some, their money somehow. So, um... Yeah, that's it. That's what I got for you. Thank you. Um, I apologise if it was... I know this was very long, but I hope no. you enjoyed it. Fringe science man. I was hardly expecting to find a spaceship or something. Michael, if they're legitimate and we found a spaceship there, do you seriously think it wouldn't be swarming with... Okay, here's what I'm saying to you. This guy's a billionaire. He owns this ranch. 
set up a shell company to buy and hold the the trust of property of this ranch. Yeah. You're telling me he treats a three million dollar helicopter as if it's a Holden that drives you or Ford that drives you from point A to B. Yeah. Right? He has the ability to pay for his own private security f- firm. Yeah. And you're telling me he doesn't own the airspace rights above the French? Why didn't I Google that? Who owns the airspace? Who has the air rights above Skinwalker Ranch? Technically him. No, that's not how it works. Maybe, imagine if it was the US Air Force. Because then they'd have their own drones and shit flying around. No, 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 nothing. None of that information is coming. Why do I put this shit out in the... I should have bought it. Before I said anything. I'm an idiot. Funny story. Um, my podiatrist. <laughs> and then I read it in the news like years later. Yeah. There was this big deal in Essendon where people were buying like, you know, the old school two-story shop fronts? Yeah. Um, people were buying them and the old pubs and they were deliberately burning them down and not to get the, the money, Insurance money to rebuild them. Yeah. In a better capacity. But if you keep the shell of the building, like the external walls, because they were so close to the pavement, you couldn't do that anymore. If the whole building... Because of social... No, like, no, of the uh, residential permits. Zoning, yeah, right? Because yeah. of zoning. But so if, what they would do is they'd burn the inside and make sure that they reinforced the walls and kept them structurally intact. So that way they could build above it. Like, build yeah, higher. Yeah, keep the facade. And yes. Then... And then so one guy um, decided... That he would buy the air rights because he knew he lived next door or in the street behind yeah. one of these buildings off the main street. He decided to buy the air rights in the. It wasn't like a square meter kilometer, but it was like. A distance, a, yeah. Like a radius of like less than 20, 30 meters, 50 meters maybe tops. I can't yeah. remember exactly. So that meant that they could not. Build apartments on that block higher owned, than two or three stories. Because he owned the rights. Exactly. Yeah. Because they, he would either have to sell the rights or set the fee for the rent of the height. And if he would have set it for something like $100 billion. And the man building a four or five story apartment complex wouldn't have been able to pay that money. Yeah. But imagine like also too, Skinwalker Ranch, they'd hired all these PhD students... What about if they're all miners and all that gas was exhaust, so they're actually mining? Imagine if it's a pipe leading to the, like the mains for the house for the gas. Yeah. So they can do their cooking and stuff. Exactly. And it's a crap pipe. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be funny? You're telling me a man who just bought a ranch for the cool price of $23 million doesn't know what's in the dirt? Hasn't yeah. done soil testing? Yeah. Come on. It's all very weird. If I was to buy a house for... What's the lowest price you can buy a house for? Five, six hundred thousand? Yeah. The first thing I would ask the inspector to do is to test the soil. First, it'd be water damage. Yeah. And then it'd be like, okay, so the house is fine. Let's check the backyard. Let alone a, a, a freaking... Yeah. No, this is questionable. Yeah. This is really questionable. Very questionable. Like, one of my friends is, she and her partner, 
I was telling you about, I can't say her name in case she, she listens to this podcast, but I don't, I don't have a permission and I don't want to be that person that's like, I'm, you know. So it's like she and her partner are shopping for a mortgage and now they're like looking for houses at the same time just to see what's out there. And I was on the phone with her and I'm like, this is what you need to look for. And I'm like, tell me off. And she's like, no, these are things I haven't thought of. Please tell me everything. She's like, how the fuck do you know these things? Like when COVID is over, can you please come with me? <laughs> come with us and check for this shit. Like, how do you know? And I'm like, bitch because I've rented in so many different places and you hear horror stories and you have to do what other people don't think of yeah. right if I would say that I had $600,000 and was out to buy a house I would pay minimum two inspectors separate inspectors no one that the real estate agency had recommended I'd get my own dudes to do that shit soil test yep. do all that shit and you know check for water damage check the roof Max Tuning told me to check the roof because of all the shit. And he was like, oh, no, the roof's busted. I'm going to make the owner, the previous owners of the house pay for it. And then put in the deal memo that he wanted to keep all the shit he wanted to keep. Yeah. And that's what I said to her. If you like fixtures, you like the curtains, you know, you like the drapery, whatever the hell's in there, light fixtures, you have to put in the deal memo that you want that shit to stay in the house, right? So if me, a stupid girl with just three degrees in science, <laughs> knows that information, why doesn't a billionaire... Who's in the business industry and he's a real estate mogul? Because there's something else going on. Something. What could be in the dirt that far down? They heard rumbling and everything. Okay, but what about these uranium deposits there? There's no uranium in the US. That's why Australia has to ship it to them. Well, imagine if there is. Well, there's something else going on. Imagine if they're doing military experiments, and it's all a, just a. Hmm. I guess they did build a dam. Oh, shit. You are right. Hold on. Two seconds. Arizona, Colorado, Texas, and Utah. Let's check out where in Utah. Okay. No. In Wyoming? Kind of. Look. Let me turn around this way. Dude. My geography of the U.S. is amazing. I was born in the wrong country. Okay. This here is Utah. This here is Wyoming. Yeah. The ranch is about here. There you go. Right? So, this crosses over with... Where did I say that was? Vegas is down here. Is that Colorado? No, no, no. That's New Mexico. Is it? Yes. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, hold on. That's so, New Mexico down there. So what it is, it's What's the, between It's the Uranium Yes, that is New Mexico. I'm so sorry. it's the Uranium Triangle. Why do you think a billionaire bought it? Dude. But there's no uranium under the the thing. Unless it's not a known deposit. Would you be telling people if you found uranium? not something there's nothing when i'm googling yeah but between uranium or skinwalker ranch on the internet and why is that because people don't want that known because you think about it, if you suddenly got a uranium deposit and someone other than the americans know about it what would you do you've got military installations nearby who are doing testing 
So obviously, if you've got uranium nearby... Scientific American. Yeah. Wrote an article in the sustainability section. Yeah. On the 30th of December, 2010. Yep, yeah. Francie Deep. Abandoned uranium mines are an overwhelming problem in the Navajo Nation. There you go. One look at uranium mining shows how difficult it would be to clean up the reservation. Hundreds of abandoned Cold War era mines. Yes. Yes. So, all the shit that's lying around, they're all... That rumbling and shit? Maybe they were all mine shafts collapsing, old explosives going off. Dude, how do you reason this shit so well? Yeah. See? Why aren't they testing the drinking water of the ranch then, then? Because it's on a reservation. Why do they care? Why are the animals getting sick? Why is all this... But what... That, I don't know. you got bioluminescence. It's because in the dark... You think about it. Decay. Half-life. Decay. You've got... Yellow, Reactions occurring. Yellow glass glows in the dark. Black lights... So essentially what it is, is an underground testing facility. What or they, was it mine of some capacity? They've got mines. There's mining going on underground because you know why? If it's above ground, people know what's going on. It's a triangle, but all this testing is going on. So essentially, you've got to... Why would you employ 50 PhD students to look up and study the only thing I can find is a official Skinwalker Ranch forum saying that extraterrestrials may want to mine natural research resources such as gold and that's it no mention about uranium no other mention about mining just that so the thing in the box was in fact someone in a radiation shelter but it was sealed up. Exactly. No, no, with rock, concrete. There were no other access to get in, apart from the hole they punched in it. What does concrete protect you from? I don't know. It's not like it's got lead in it. Fallout. Concrete doesn't have lead. No, but if it was built with that... No, it, it was concreted. Just Rocks concrete. on the other side and concreted in. It looked like an insulation chamber. Mm, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna check my pumpkins. What do you? I do. That makes more sense out of anything else. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Very much so. Oh no. Oh no. They caramelize really nicely. Excellent. Caramelized onions. Yeah. Just like the uh, bioluminescence of um, you know, Nevada and everything else. Oh, dude, look at that. Not burnt. Perfectly caramelized on top. Oh, uh, yeah. Oof. Oof. Nice. I let them cool. Yep, yep. Oh, my God. On the money. On the money. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, conspiracies abound. Okay. Sorry, it's a long one. All good. I'm back. Okay. I mean... <sighs> Alrighty. Okay. I'm just going to keep saying already. Okay. Already. Okay. For aliens. But yeah, definitely a conspiracy there. Something okay. funky's going on. 
That's why everyone's getting sick. They're all getting radiation fucking sickness. But then why, if, if he knows that it's a mining facility, why would he spend, and why would he allow people to work there? Well, maybe it's the cover. It's to go on and say, oh, yeah, we're just this funny little research centre. Why do you think they've got all the armed guards and shit? Okay, but it's really far south, like it's in Lisbon Valley, which borders with Colorado. It's me. There's nothing in Arizona, but then, yeah, I don't know. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. Oh, good. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. It was a bumper episode. Yeah, it was. Hope you enjoyed. Um, There's probably a lot of stuff I missed, but I wanted to cover the main juicy bits and kind of recap the show. I hope you don't mind. No, no, all good. Um, Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. Oh, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Let me scroll. To the Linky Poos. To the Linky Poos. So... If you want to, oh, first off, you can do a topic request. We have a, a form for that. Um, we're on Apple Podcast, Castbox, Castro, Google Podcast, Listen Notes, Luminary, Player FM, Podbean, Podchaser, Radio Public. You can subscribe with your email. Um, Spotify, Stitcher, Swoot, TuneIn, Overcast. We re-upload a video format to YouTube. Uh, we've, we're on Instagram, Twitter, or you can email us at controllersandcouchers at gmail.com. He is Full Metal Chicken. Yes, I am. I am Steph Afar. Uh, thank you so much for listening or watching if you're on the YouTubes. Have a great day and night, whatever it is, wherever you are. Yep, stay yep. safe. Stay healthy. Yep, yep. Wear your masks. Wash Very your hands. Nice. Social distance. Yep, yep. And um, you'll hear for us for next episode, 56. Absolutely. Yeet. Yeet. Thank you so much. And, and right. I'm off to finish tea. Yep, we be off. Uh, may the force be with you. And also with you. Uh, may you live, live long on and prosper. prosper. For everything else says MasterCard. Um, or Adamantium Holdings. Yeah. Dun, dun, or Vibranium dun. Shielding thingies. And for everything else, you can find us on COD or um, other PPUs. Yes. Yeah. And on that note. Bye bye. Bye bye. Signing off. Again.